Uh, hark, hear the bells, sweet silver bells, all seem to say, ding dong, um, kite. Christmas is here, bringing good cheer, too young and old, wake and a boat, ding dong, ding dong, that is their song, ding, joyful ring, ball caroling, one seems to hear words of good cheer from everywhere, filling the air, oh, how they pound, raising a sound, oh, here and deaf, telling their tale, daily they ring, while people sing songs of good cheer, Christmas is here, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, Closest to the sun, there's a special celebration, and it sounds quite fun. A jolly old fellow brings toys to everyone on a holiday they call Christmas. Now I'm not gonna lie, it makes no sense to me, but here's what Earthlings told me about this Christmas mystery. Santa is a furry Just replying to a tweet saying anybody that doesn't like Rebel Moon is a sex offender. <laughs> okay, sent. That is sent because I am not a sex offender, and I also do not like. Oh, and I also do not like Rebel Moon. Real quick, Raymond, how are we? Few days before Christmas. Merry Christmas. Back to back years. Yes, Merry Christmas to you. Back to back years. We are recording on Festivus because yep. we are not recording on our normal Friday night slot. Um, we had, we had a lot much to watch I, this week. Yes, we did. So we, we had a did, late, rec- did. late recording because um, of it. So we're going to get into it later, but we saw Aquaman. And Raymond, how is Aquaman's sunborn? In the water. A C section. <laughs> this is how we're going to start the show. Yeah, I remember last Christmas I dropped a dad joke on you and you weren't appreciative of, appreciative oh. of it. Well, I, I did it again, so fuck you. I guess it's in the season, right? <laughs> Tis the season. Uh, yeah, so season? we right. we have watched a lot this week because we're going to take off next week. Hollywood shuts down. That's basically the reason. Plus, we need a break. But mm. um, So we pushed in five movies. Right? Five. That we're going to be reviewing. One of them is an older movie. It's fitting that we're reviewing it because we're reviewing Wonka, which I watched last week. You watched this week. We're going to review that. We're going to review Charlie and the Chocolate Factory as well. Or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Not Charlie. That's the Johnny Depp one. We're going to do that. Plus, we watched Aquaman. Plus, we watched the Iron Claw movie, which we've been talking about for six, seven months. And then we watched Rebel Moon Part 1. We're going to review that as well. Kevin spoiled everything that we've watched so far. And we've got a whole bunch of surprises, a whole bunch of stuff to uh, kind of end the year with. So let's get going with a Fat Fuck segment. Fat 
Some jingle bells for you. Fat fucks. Wendy's coming out with saucy nuggets sometime in the beginning of the year. Um, testing it in Ohio, maybe going country uh, nationwide. Um, honey barbecue, buffalo, ghost pepper, and garlic parmesan. Now you've already said to me off pod that you're going to test the ghost pepper, and yes. I will check test the ones um, that aren't. So, question hot. though, I wonder, I wonder if they're going to have a uh, ranch or blue cheese. I'm anything. guessing they probably I'm already have guessing. ranch. It'll be a ranch. They have a good butter buttermilk ranch, but yeah, um, yeah, it'll probably be ranch. They haven't had yep. chicken nuggets in a while. Well, they had. I guess these are the regular spice, the regular chicken nuggets. They used to have really good chicken tenders back in uh, twenty years ago. Got rid of them. Yeah, but um, I want to bring this up. This is only in the UK and Ireland, but it could move over here because it is a Philly cheesesteak burger at McDonald's. Um. It comes with crispy onions, uh, grilled, uh, slices of cheese, a cheese sauce, uh, Irish beef patties, which is over there, and uh, yeah, uh, it's getting getting kind of mixed reviews. But over here, yeah, I think it, it would do. Fucking disgusting! It's like a cheesesteak burger. It's, it's got a cheese sauce, yeah, and but regular cheese. But in the heart of it is it is a McDonald's burger, so therefore it's trash. Okay. If this is Wendy's, I'd be excited. But yeah, I'm surprised that nobody, no fast food burger place, has done this yet. Yeah. Um, seems like it's a no-brainer, but um, and finally, I wanted to bring this up because we go to the movies all the time. Regal has this new Regal refillables, where you buy a plastic cup and a plastic uh, popcorn bucket, and you pay thirty-two dollars for these buckets for one year. As a member of uh, as a member of Regal's Crown Club, no, you don't have to be unlimited. Um, but the refills are ten dollars every time you go to the theater. Now, if you've been to the theater lately. Um, I think I got a small popcorn and a small drink and I paid 20 bucks. So this is a pretty good deal. Mm. You're saving half. It's a good deal. But on the other hand, if you don't eat snacks every time you go to the movies and we go to the movies so often that we tend usually don't, it's about half I have enough half points. I have enough, I have enough points that whenever I need snacks, I can get snacks. Usually. Yeah. Cause you know? we do. Yeah. Like yeah, sometimes it depends on the movie. Usually I wait for the end of the year films actually to get the popcorn and the soda. Yeah. Um, because I just looked at my like account like last two weeks ago when we went to the movies, and I had like seventy six thousand points because I hadn't fucking gotten popcorn or a soda since like March. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but it is but, a yeah. good deal if if you get it every time you go to the theater. It's definitely a good deal. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so yeah, that's all for Fat Fucks this this week. Um, we're gonna do a quick Teach Ray Sports. I had a quick question for you. Yeah. This is the theme to Teach Race Sports. We need a theme for Teach Race Sports. I couldn't think of anything that would be original. I stole this instrumental from the Gary Shanley Show. This is the theme to Teach Race Sports. This is the theme to Teach Race Sports. So I have a question. UFC happened last week. There was a pay-per-view. Yes. And there is a brawl that happened in the crowd. Now, I know you talk yes. about this guy every once in a while, and you're going to give me a little bit of explainer who the hell this is, why this fight happened, how this happened, and how they were sitting next to each other in a audience if there's so much turmoil between the two of them. I honestly, like, Sean Strickland, for me, is, like, relatively a new fighter, because I think I've told you this before, but, like, especially during COVID, I kind of stopped watching UFC, because it was like watching wrestling without a crowd. It just didn't have the same energy. Okay. Um... 
so for me, Strong Strickland was a name I had knew, and I knew he was kind of, he's an unhinged douchebag, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, he's pretty hilarious in his interviews. Um, but yeah, he's just, yeah, I don't know what caused the fight or where the animosity came from, because typically, like, that's, who did he get into a fight with? Did he get into a fight with Duplass? Uh, what did he get into a fight with? I know his name was DDP. That's all I remember. Yeah, that's what I saw on the thing, and I forgot to click the link. I never clicked it. Because um, I thought it was DDP, the wrestler. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Why, was it, why wasn't there a diamond cutter throw? Yeah, so I'm not sure if it... if I can't remember Duplass's first name, but that could be part of his initials. Um, okay. But they wouldn't have sat them. I mean, they fight in fucking January, so I doubt it's him because I don't think they would have sat them near each other. You know, if they were trying to promote the fight, unless they were, unless it was staged, which I mean, human cockfighting in Vegas just seems like it's on the level at all times, <laughs> does it not? I'm just saying. Yeah, that's I mean, weird. Very weird. Um, we will be weird. doing some strong Strickland talk coming up to his. Uh, I'm gonna do a little deep dive into him, probably pull some clips for a minute, minute and a half, because this guy has said some funny things. Okay. Some funny things i've seen some but, clips uh, i've seen yeah. some memes that you sent me stuff that he said and clips that he said yep. so, yeah I'd be interested yeah like i showed you that meme the other night at the theater where he thinks that women should be out of the workforce in the u.s <laughs> yes <laughs> yes um, so end of the year this is gonna be our last episode of the year so we're gonna talk 2023 a year in review of what we've seen what we've done on the podcast um let's start off with tv best of the tv shows that we've seen this year um, this year we saw The Last of Us. Star Wars came back in full force with Ahsoka and The Mandalorian. Uh, we saw Loki Season 2, and we saw a whimpering season, or I did, of Secret Invasion. Um, beginning of the year we saw that 90s show. We also saw The Bear. I watched Season 1, you watched it a while ago, and Season 2 we watched this year. Uh, you watched Wu-Tang America's Story. Um, yep. We watched the what would be the final season of Ted Lasso. Uh, an epic, a, a, an epic first season of Shrinking. God damn, I love that show. I love. It I think too. I like it more. Th- I think I like it more than Ted Lasso, to be honest. Every episode got better, and there wasn't a single episode that was bad. <laughs> yeah, give us some time. I think it could live up to Ted Lasso and be better. Yeah, hundred um, percent. You're watching. You've watched Gen V. I'm in the middle of it. I'm gonna try to finish it in the new year. Um, Bob Kiss, Dark Side of the Ring, season four came out. Uh, we've yep. both been doing a long, long-term watch. You've been doing Smallville. I've been doing Shameless. Yours is a little bit more because it's twenty-one oh one-hour episodes well, each season. I don't know. Shameless is up there. I mean, it just Shameless has one more season, but they're yeah. just less episodes per less season. Of, yeah, less. So I guess you're right. Yeah, because they're all one hour, but they're all like, I mean, you get a little break for commercials in Smallville because the episodes are like forty-two minutes because they had commercials back then. Uh, Shameless, I think, is almost straight through an hour, isn't it? Yeah, it's an hour. Almost. Showtime. Yep, so, yep. I mean, relative yep. amount of time. Mine's probably an extra. If you add up the hours, probably an extra like two seasons worth of stuff to watch. And you've also been doing that show for fucking since what last February? Yeah, start? I think I started you've been doing February. It for a while. Yep. Yeah. Off and on. I've actually just yeah. finished season eight this week. So oh, I'm nice. Season nine. Is uh is Lip still in it? Lip I can't is still in what, it. Okay, I can't remember what happened with him. Or you're talking about Ian, right? Not Lip. Ian leaves. The. Uh, Lip stays in throughout the whole series, I think. Okay. And, I started uh, watching, like, season seven because I lost okay. access to it. It's really good. Um, yeah, it's all on Netflix. I think out of everything that we've watched this week, uh, this year, I mean, um, The Last of Us and Ahsoka, two of my favorites. Um, yep. Loki season two. I don't think you, you didn't watch past, like, episode one of that. I got rid of uh, Disney. 
Okay, Loki so, season yeah. two was pretty good. Um, and Ted Lasso and Shrinking; those are my favorites this year so far. Disney is um, something that I'm probably going to pick up again and then go back and watch something like that. Like yeah. whenever the next Star Wars thing comes, I'll probably grab it and then just go back and watch stuff I've missed. Yeah. Uh, for movies this year, uh, Marvel had had three movies. Two of them were Whimpers, Quantum Media, and The Marvels. But Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three was a great finale to that series. A uh, great finale for James Gunn and the characters that he created and, and brought to the screen. Um, beginning of the year, we watched The Menu. Uh, also watched Cocaine Bear last February. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Uh, DC also had their own slate this year. Kind of a whimper and a nod to the end of the year. Um, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. The Flash, of course. It was supposed to be an epic team-up movie. Kind of uh, failed on that front. The Be- uh, Blue Beetle. I thought that was a good movie for DC. I think out of those three, I think I may have enjoyed Blue Beetle the most. What do you think of that? Out of those three DC movies. Out of the DC movies, Blue Beetle is my favorite. I think um, so too. And I don't think it's even close, to be honest. Yeah, yeah I don't four, think so. Four DC movies, four DC movies, Blue Beetle is my favorite. Yep. Um, spoilers for later, I suppose. We're not talking um, about yeah, that. We don't yeah, talk about Aquaman. The, I think Blue Beetle is just generally a fun movie. It was a good movie. That... That I mean, the problem is now is comic book movies are kind of watered down to due to Marvel's output, especially the last couple of years, which makes sense. I mean, why would they stop the train when it keeps going? Um, mm-hmm. But it kind of sucks that nobody saw Blue Beetle. Yeah, nobody and saw it's, it. It's really, it's, it's really a fun movie. Decent. Uh, the creator, I thought that was a good movie visually. Uh, story was a little lacking, Love but it. I thought it was it's, a great uh, movie. It, it's on Hulu now. If you haven't yep, seen it, it, just, uh, it just check went it out. On it's on Hulu. Yep. yep. Uh, Tetris with, uh, what's his name? Um, I can't remember. Tetris from with, um, the Kingsman, Kingsman fucking, movies. Yeah. Uh, I'm blanking on his name. Yeah, me too. Uh, Oppenheimer, Barbie, Barbenheimer, Barbenheimer Opp- whatever yeah. the hell it was. Uh, two gigantic, the biggest movies of the year. Um, Super Mario Brothers, another great movie. I think it's probably one of oh, my I favorites this year. I was watching um, some of it with my nephew earlier. Nice. Yeah, that's on, uh, is that on Peacock right now, right? I think, uh, It's on yeah. Peacock no, and on just Netflix. went to Netflix. Yep. Yep. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse came out. Probably the best comic book movie this year. Um, the Machine. We'll, we'll talk Crusher. about that in the end of the year. I mean, and we'll talk about that, like, into January once we have time to catch yeah. up on everything. Yep. But, yeah. Uh, the Machine with Burt Kreischer. I love that movie. I saw it in the theater. Um, it was, a, it was not good, but it was fucking hilarious. And it was hilarious. From comedy. That's what I wanted, yeah. Um, yeah. Indiana Jones, The Dial of Destiny. I thought that movie surprised the hell out of me. Uh, especially yep. with the reviews coming out of it. I thought it was a great ending to the character. Um, brought time travel into it, but I didn't think it was too weird compared to what other people were saying about it. Um, a few great comedies this year. Joyride. Um, no Hard Feelings, which I think was probably the best comedy I saw this year with uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Strays, the dog, the talking dog movie, which is a decent yep. movie. Um, Will Forte, is it Will Forte who plays the bad, the bad dog owner? Is that his name? McGruber. Yeah, Will Forte. Yeah, yep. He's McGruber. fucking he's fucking hilarious in this movie. Um, another great, probably one of the better movies we saw this year. Totally killer. Um, it came out. It came out on uh, Halloween month, and it was a yep. Back to the Future horror movie. It was fucking amazing. It was great. It was great. I love that movie. Yep. Uh, and of course, Thanksgiving we just saw last yep. month. Great fucking movie. It's a great, a great uh, that this came out twenty years later. Oh, finally, we got to but, get that for the Plex. We I do, yes. Ar- I believe it it's came around. out this week. It came out this yeah. week. Um, and, a, and a few lists. Uh, we saw Megan. We saw You People, which was uh, Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy. Knock Still at the Cabin. Still my worst movie of the year, by the way. 
Yeah, it was. It, it didn't live up to the hype. Um, the it was tra- fucking the first terrible. Trailer, right? The it first was trailer. Terrible. The first trailer was really good, but yeah. Um, Knock at the cabin with Dave Bautista. Scream six. I I don't think did I see, Yeah, I saw that. With, yeah, I did. Yeah, you saw. We saw in theaters. Um, Creed three. I forgot that even came out this year. Um, yeah, it's been a weird a direct, year. It was a direct uh, directorial debut of Michael B. Jordan. Yep. Um, John Wick four also came out this year. Air. I thought that was a great movie. Um, Air is amazing. Still was a great documentary about Michael J. Fox. Um, the Little Mermaid came out this year. The live action remake, which was okay. Um, Blackberry, another good movie uh, starring Glenn Howerton from uh, It's Always Sunny. Um, they cloned Tyrone. Did you ever watch that movie on Netflix with John I Boyega? Like half, I watched like half of it and never went back. I know oh, you really great, liked it, and I've heard great, great things. Fucking, great movie, but it just it came out. I think I was working at the time, and I just yeah, didn't you were yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Finish that movie. It's awesome. It was uh, one of those things. Okay. Saw X. I know you saw that. Yep. Um, Old Dads, we watched that. It was on Netflix. Silent Night, we watched that last month. And The Holdovers, I know that's something that I need to watch going into the new year yes. as well. You you need to watch that like tonight. Um, it's a great Christmas movie. Mm. I've watched it three times. It's nice. great. Um, I just want to give a couple shout-outs to other films that I saw throughout the year um, that you obviously have not because I might actually put them in our October watch list. Was uh, Talk to Me was an yep. incredibly fun A24 horror movie. And... Uh, Infinity Pool is yep. something like I've never, that's like sci-fi horror. Like it's Infinity Pool was incredible. I recommend both those to everyone listening. Um, but I really, I, w- I want you to see Infinity Pool more than Talk to Me. Talk to Me is a straight-up horror movie. Infinity Pool is just it's kind of a mind fuck. Okay. And uh, of course, Godzilla minus one is in my top three of the year. Yes, I need. And to it see probably that. will be that that way which is why we're waiting until probably the second recording in january we're gonna give our top 10 list because there's a couple movies we both have to catch up on yeah and um we can do like a top 10 and top five or whatever whatever we figure out we're gonna do we'll do it like the second recording in january after the new year yeah and we also one movie that we both had never seen we love star wars we watched the holiday special we were <laughs> completely disappointed by it but I wanted to bring that up as well. Um, oh best best of the podcast this year, episode 69, we had Dusty on. We talked about WrestleMania 14. Nice. It was the end of uh, the Attitude Era rewatch, but we did a whole year of Attitude Era from 97 to 98, and we ended it on Mania 14, which was epic. Uh, Stone Cold becoming champion. Um, we reviewed all the Guardians of the Galaxy films. We talked about every single one of the soundtracks. We did a deep dive into that. Um, we watched the Beastie Boys story documentary, which was fantastic. We had a so Beastie good. Boys episode. So good. Um, we reviewed all the Indiana Jones movies. Uh, we talked Spider-Man 2, the PS5 game, all year which you have until it finally came out. Haven't barely haven't, started. Haven't yet, no. <laughs> uh, we talked and watched Almost Famous, which was a fantastic episode. We talked about the music in that. Um, actors, the writer strike took over the whole entire year, so a lot of the podcast yep. was about that. Um, AEW All In at Wembley and Survivor Series when CM Punk returned to the WWE. Great episodes. Um, football movies in September. We did something new this year. We're going to continue it next year. Um, I think out of all those movies, I think Rudy was my favorite. Um, Nickelodeon. We did a whole deep dive, like three episodes on Nickelodeon and Snick, Nick at, uh, Nick at Night. And uh, we talked with uh, our friend Chris Power from high school. Yep. Talked about his, uh, his Nick News segment. Um, we talked a lot about MCU, the Reign of Marvel Studios book, which was a fantastic book this yep. year. We did a deep dive into Stars Born with Bradley Cooper, and I did the originals. Um, and a few stars that we that we talked about who we lost this year. We did an episode of Pee Wee Herman. 
Um, Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk both died the same week. We talked about them. Bob Barker the next week, and then Matthew Perry died a few weeks ago, like a month ago. A little bit more than a month ago. So, Yeah, there was a lot of stuff that happened on the podcast this year. And uh, there's going to be a lot next year, too, because Hollywood strikes are over. Everything is opened up again. There's going to be new movies in production, new TV shows in production, new stuff coming out that got pushed back uh, 2024, 2025. So looking forward to that. We'll do a preview for 2024 when we come back. Um, But this week, um, our Christmas episode, our last Christmas episode of the month, we're going to talk about something that I... You always watch the Die Hard movie on Christmas Eve. Yes, and it's now it's going to one... be Die Hard and um, Violent Night, which is now, since last year, is the new tradition. That's a great movie, too. Um, my tradition, I don't have many. I watch Elf every once in a while, but Elf is kind of is there. Everybody watches I like, Elf. My favorite thing about Elf is Elf's one of the movies I use to kick off the season, so it's usually before December, right after Thanksgiving, is yeah. typically when I watch Elf. Yeah, Which is only been two years, because I watched it for the podcast, I think, the first year yeah. I had it, or maybe right before. Might have been my yeah. first year. Yeah, it's a great movie. But the one thing that I always, no matter if I have a shitty Christmas, if I if I shut down, like this year, I've kind of shut down Christmas. I didn't buy too many gifts besides you and a friend of mine. Yeah, you didn't fucking wrap I, mine. I didn't, I didn't even wrap your <laughs> gift, because I didn't, number one, have time. I didn't have any wrapping paper. So, but the one thing that I always make sure that I watch... Is a South Park holiday special, Mr. Hanky's Christmas Classics, mm-hmm. Season 3, Episode 15. Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo, small and brown, he comes from you. Sit on the toilet, here he comes, squeezing tween your festive ones. Now, this is sung by a mailman. Who is a parody of the Rankin and Bass uh, old animation from the 1960s? Santa Claus is coming to town. Um, kind of this whole entire thing is a parody of that, and the, and the Star Wars special, whole bunch of stuff bro- rolled into one. Matt and Trey decided to make a soundtrack. It was a forty-minute, I think, soundtrack, not available on Apple Music. I think it's available on iTunes if you want to buy it. I wish I did a long time ago. Um, it's great. I think there's 18 tracks. All, of all the songs that are on the special, plus some extra ones that aren't on the special. Um, we're going to deep dive into some of these songs. Um, it's a spectacular soundtrack. I love this. I listen to it every... I'll be listening to it tonight um, at work. But um, there's a dreidel song. Kyle sings a dreidel song. He's the one Jewish kid in South Park. And they all trade verses. The whole Him and Cartman... And the whole entire group of South Park kids, I think uh, his, um, Kyle's father and mother sing along with it as well. But, um, yeah. Hey, what the hell are you doing? Oh, hey, Cartman. We're playing dreidel. You want to try? Sure. Here's a little dreidel that's small and made of clay. But I'm not going to play with it because dreidel's fucking gay. Hey, shut your mouth, fat ass. Jews. Play stupid games. Jews. That's why they're lame. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Jews. I made you out of clay. Play stupid games. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Jews. With dreidel I shall play. That's why they're lame. Yes, Cartman is a Jew-hating kid in South Park. So <laughs> I, I still think the greatest line in South Park history is when Cartman says, Shut up, you fucking Jew. And Mr. Mackey says, Cartman, did you say the F word? And he just looks at him and goes, Jew? Jew? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that that's from the uh, South Park movie? Is that from the South Park movie? I, I, I think just, so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, 
in the episode, they go to hell, and Satan starts singing uh, Christmas Time in Hell, another great tune. So string up the lights and light up the tree, we're damned for all eternity, but for just one day, all is well, it's Christmas Time in Hell. Gather close together and make it quick, we gotta make room for Andy Dick. <laughs> Uh, beginning of the show, I played uh, Hark, Hear the Bells, Sweet Silver Bells by Mr. Mackey. I love that. Um, Cartman does a rendition of Oh Holy Night. Mr. Garrison does a version of, uh, or does a new song, Merry Fucking Christmas. Hey there, Mr. Muslim, Merry Fucking Christmas. Put down that book, the Koran, and hear some holiday wishes. In case you haven't noticed, it's Jesus' birthday. So get off your heathen Muslim ass and fucking celebrate. Where he talks about all the cultures in the world and pretty much rips them to shreds. Um, there's a few songs that were uh, that were on here. I saw three ships done by Stan's sister uh, Shelley. There's a Christmas medley with Jesus and uh, and uh, Santa Claus, where they're kind of in a stage act and they're going back and forth about who has the best Christmas songs with their name in it. Um, there's a song in the CD called "Swiss Colony Beef Log" that uh, Cartman sings. It's great, um, and the whole special ends with "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas" sung by Mr. Hankey and the, all the South Park kids. That's great, great ending, the great soundtrack, great special. Um, Mr. Hankey hosts in front of an open fireplace, and we talked about it during the uh, the Star Wars Holiday Special. Fighting Frizzies at eleven. Every single commercial break, there's a news reporter that come in comes in and says, "Fighting Frizzies at eleven at the very end." A big fur ball comes in and he ends up fighting a frizzy at 11 in a boxing ring. <laughs> so it's a great. It's, and there's also a. Uh, between the commercial breaks, there's also a Star Wars um, uh, title card that pops up in the in, in with South Park, the holiday special, written in the, in the same text and, and font as Star Wars, the holiday special. So it's a great, great now, episode. Raymond, where can people view this episode? Now it's on Max, Season 3, okay. Episode 15. There we go. Uh, so here you go. It's on there. Great, great episode. Great soundtrack if you can find it. I believe it's on iTunes. I know it's all over YouTube, too. Um, it's great. Um, so, with that being said, let's get into our Christmas show and tell. So many geeky things that we could pull off from the show. We've been collecting shit for years and now we're whipping it out. So it's time to showcase all the money that we wasted well. Say la vie, say the old folks, it's Geekwap Show, we'll tell. Okay, do you want me to open first? You want to open first? You can open first. I'm really curious as to if you have this or not. Okay. I don't know Kevin, if you'll even like it. Kevin you can actually, fuck off. If you Kevin don't. actually got a bag. I don't know if I'm gonna post. Yeah, this I need that bag back. Those shits are expensive. <laughs> well, that's why you don't have a bag. You have it in a box. Um, I do not have this, and this is pretty fucking cool, Kevin. Um, Kevin got me Thanos' glove, the gauntlet, the Infinity Gauntlet. 
from Marvel, and I do not have this. This is pretty fucking but cool. You gotta build it because it's Legos. It is Legos. I gotta, I gotta build it. But you enjoy shit like that, so. I do. I love it. So I love Legos. Yeah. So this is perfect. I figured you would keep it in the box so you have a spot to put it up or whatever, and uh, yeah, I will. Hopefully, you enjoy it. I do it looked love pretty that. dope. I was, I was scrounging around because I wanted to buy you a couple, uh, one of those Absolute comics because they're so fucking dope. They're, they're awesome. Like, yeah. they're like you get one, and you're like, I gotta get more of these. Then you go online, they're like 150 bucks each. It's like, eh, I love your Ray, but. <laughs> I also gave you your first part of your Christmas present back in fucking March. Yeah. Technically, I was going to save the uh, the Jane Silent Bob store drop for Christmas, but I just couldn't do it. So. It's up there on my shelf. Uh, first, before you get into your gift, show off your gift that I gave you at the beginning of the month. Do you have it there or is that your other house? It's upstairs. Okay, never mind. I, I got him a... We'll put, a it on the, we'll put the picture on, yeah. the, uh, on the Instagram. I got him in a Christmas countdown Nagatomi Plaza with Hans Gruber falling from the top of the building. At the very end of it is the 24th. Is the 24th. It's awesome. Um, yep. But I did get you something this year. I hope you don't have. I'm not 100% sure if you do or not. Oh God. I think they're pretty cool. If you don't have them, I think you'll like them. The whole entire set, except for one, but it's mostly the whole entire set, and they're all packaged with uh, protectors. I think you gave me a Bill Lumberg just randomly for Christmas a few years ago. I couldn't, because I couldn't but remember. I think it's a, I feel like it's a different one, because this box looks different. Yeah, I These don't know. These are awesome. The, the Funkos. For Office Space. Yeah. From Office Space. Every this single character. Awesome. And I, there's this also awesome. an awesome there's an awesome double pack in there which I wish I had. Oh oh, I didn't even I almost missed the double pack. Good thing you said something. Is that awesome? <laughs> <laughs> that is. That's fucking sick. Awesome. <laughs> that is because I was looking at this and uh, he's got for the people because you know it's always great to open up gifts on an audio podcast. <laughs> For the people, so so Peter was out, Milton was out, Joanna was out, and uh, Lumberg was out. And then underneath more wrapping, there was the double of Michael, who Michael Bolton. Why should he? Why should I change my name? He's the one who sucks. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, yeah the double it. the and, double figure is um, them attacking the printer or the copy. I honestly right? think. The Lumberg I have is different. I don't know. Yeah, double check. But, I don't know if I did or not because I, I looked mean, back. I tried to look back at what I bought you because I can go through my yep. eBay and my Amazon list and see what I bought. Unless you got them at like the mall or something. For some yeah, reason, maybe. May, I may have. I don't know. You may have still been shopping at FYE at that time. But oh god, FYE. That's, Those were the days. That's awesome. Yeah. That's where I'm I glad. used to, when I started when I started getting Funkos. That's where I'd go. I'm glad I didn't get it for you because I wasn't 100 percent sure. Especially the double one. I thought that was really cool. So. The double one's awesome. That might be my favorite Funko. I have that, and um, I'm going to put that next to my Happy Gilmore Bob. Uh, oh, that's awesome, too. I have the Bob. Uh, what the fuck's his the name? The Bob Barker, yeah. Bob Barker, Happy Gilmore double figure impact. It's awesome. Um, so I'll put that next to that. Yep. Another, another successful Christmas, Kevin. We do it every year. We did it on the I'm always nervous because I don't 
I don't know what you yeah. have because sometimes you'll show me stuff and then other times I'll be talking about things and you'll be like, oh, I have oh, yeah. oh yeah, I have that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, we're half hour in and we have a lot to review. We still haven't got into news. It's going to be a long one. So let's start off with what we watched this week. Now, we're going to talk about a movie that came out in 1973, I think. Something in the 1970s. I can't remember the exact date. You but had the this title is... wrong, bro. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, isn't it? It's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Char- I Willy, thought Wonka Charlie... was, Willy Wonka was the one with Johnny Depp. Are you 100% sure on that? Because I thought or, it was... Or was it vice versa? Yeah, I, I think, I, I think it, it is vice versa. Yeah, yeah, because I looked up Charlie first. Yeah, yeah, so Charlie is... Okay, yeah, that's my yep. bad. Yeah, Charlie is the one with uh, Johnny Depp. And Willy yeah. Wonka and the Chocolate is... Factory is the one with uh, Gene Wilder. Charlie, Charlie, is, Charlie is horrible. The one with Johnny Depp. Is he? Yeah. Willy Wonka well, and the Chocolate Factory. Burton and... Burton yeah. sucks. And you don't like so. Burton, so. Um, yeah. So, Charlie Bucket, the star of this movie, he grew up poor. He delivered newspapers. He's too poor to buy a candy bar. I'm basically Charlie Bucket in this story, Kevin. I deliver newspapers. Except, I grew up poor. Except you're 40 years old and not nine. <laughs> right, well, I'm also still buying chocolate <laughs> bars, so. Um, <laughs> this movie is great for a couple of reasons. Yeah, it's- Fantastic. I it's watched a, it's it the first a classic. time since high school. It's been a long yeah. time. I think I watch it every couple of years. but um, like, I think I missed so much in the movie Wonka, which we'll talk about in a bit, because yeah. of not having seen this for so long, like the fine print stuff, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, where it came on. from. Uh, yeah. Each child in this movie represents an evil sin in, from biblical text. Um, Augustus Gloop represents gluttony. He's the one that eats the chocolate out of the chocolate river, falls into it. Um, Pride, Violet Beauregard, she's the one that turns into a big purple ball. Violet, you're turning Violet, Violet. Um, Veruca Salt, Greed, she wants the, uh, the, the big geese that lays the golden eggs for Easter. Mm-hmm. Um, Alberto, uh, whatever his name is, that's the guy that made the fake golden ticket, um, for Envy. Um, Sloth, Mike TV, he was in the TV. Um, Lust, Charlie Bucket and Grandpa Joe. Um, and Wrath, Willy Wonka. All were uh, based off uh, Evil Sins. This is the book uh, created by Roald Dahl. In, uh, I don't know when. I think it's 50s or 60s. Um, Grandpa Joe sleeps in the bed all day. Um, also, me, uh, Grandpa Joe in this movie is fantastic. Um, there's a great scene where he, when they find the golden ticket, he jumps out of bed and starts singing and dancing. I love that. Um, the most terrifying scene I ever watched as a kid... So I didn't watch horror movies like you. Was this fucking tunnel scene with Willy Wonka? This scene? is. I wanted to bring something up about this since you did mention that I do like horror movies. This is honestly probably my first slasher I ever saw. Yeah. If you think about it, Willy Wonka is Jason Voorhees, and yeah. the kids are the counselors, and he's literally taking them out one by one because yep. he knows. And he gives he knows no fucks. Can take them out. Yep. He gives no yep. fucks. Oh, we'll go squeeze. We'll go squeeze the juice out of her. Well, isn't that... Yeah. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, At the end of the movie, uh, basically everybody's going to the chocolate factory. Willy Wonka invites five people who find five golden tickets to go through the chocolate factory. And whoever survives pretty much gets the chocolate factory. That's what you find out at the end of the movie. And the last lone survivor is Charlie and his grandfather, Grandpa Joe. Did Charlie deserve the chocolate factory? He doesn't like chocolate, after all. He's a bit of a whiny bitch throughout the whole entire movie. 
Did he deserve the chocolate factory? Does he does he not like chocolate? Because he eats chocolate. He actually says it in the movie. I don't really Did care he, for I chocolate. Have, I might have missed that. Oh, yeah, 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 he does. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, but I feel he, like, isn't I don't know, I feel like, isn't that just him, like, wasn't that when they gave him the candy bar? It was when this, the teacher asked him how many candy bars he ate. Because everybody was eating, like, hundreds of candy bars. Yeah, but he only, he only had two. To me, the way I saw that is that he's just poor and can't fucking I think that's basically them. what it was, yeah. And he just said that he didn't really like chocolate because of the fact that he wanted to cover up by saying, I only ate two because I really don't like chocolate when we're, he only ate two because he's poor. Plus, that's I don't how really I, think... That's how I always understood it. Plus, I don't really think he was eating that much chocolate because he didn't have the money for it, so it makes sense. Right. Um, but the best part of this movie, obviously, his legacy was Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder is Willy Wonka. He sang in this. He danced in this. He brought Willy Wonka to life in a way that I can't think of any other character that was ever brought on to screen like this. In such a whimsical, such a full of life, such a full... Brings out the child in you every time you see this movie. Um, it's hard to fill his shoes. And we're going to get into that in a minute. But this movie had an amazing soundtrack, an iconic song songbook, um, a musical that was done right. wasn't throughout the whole. It was kind of spread out throughout the whole entire movie. The Oompa Loompa songs throughout the movie were great. Talked about the kids fucking up and and how they made mistakes and and what happens when you fuck up in life. Pretty much, um, it was a great fucking movie. I'm going to review this. We're going to give this a review because it's proper. I'm going to give this a four and a half out of five. Um, it's just, it's just, it's a great fucking movie. I, I love this movie. And it's not a Christmas movie, but it gives you the same joy yeah, of a Christmas it does. movie. If that, like, it's a, this is a good time of year to watch it. Yeah, maybe, maybe during do. Thanksgiving, but between Thanksgiving and Christmas yeah. is a good time to watch it. Definitely glad I did four and a half. Sounds perfect. Um, uh, it's great. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Now that, with that being said, we watched Wonka with, um, yes, you talked about it last week. Timothy Chalamet. Um, and there are parts of it I loved, parts of it I didn't like. Now, in the beginning of the week, I told you I, I remember what this movie reminded me of. Have you ever watched Pippi Longstocking? Back in the air, late 80s? Uh, no. Yeah, you probably didn't because you were busy watching Jean-Claude Van Damme. I was watching Pippi this fucking Longstocking. This is very Longstocking. true. <laughs> we had Pippi a Lo growing up upbringing. Yes. Uh, Pippi Longstocking was a girl who traveled in a pirate ship, and she ended up going on land. Very, very reminiscent of what happens in this movie with Timothy Chalamet. He's on a boat in the beginning, starts singing and dancing, goes on land, starts singing and dancing. One problem I had with this movie is the music. I knew you would, too. The music mm. was trying to be a companion piece to the original. It was too did much. Did not work. Like, it was too much. The, orig the original one, especially I noticed this because I rewatched, literally when I got out of that movie, I was like, I got to rewatch. And that's how we started rewatching the original one. Um, but yeah, like the original one, I guess, is a musical, but it's it it used the music to enhance it. Yes. Not like I felt like a lot of Wonka was just kind of forced music. Um, I loved the first song, though, where like it was all in his imagination. And then yep. they like zoom out, and he's still singing, but there's actually nobody around him. Yep. And then it goes back to his imagination, and then zooms out again. I like that. Well, the whole um, franchise is based off yeah. of the whole based off is based off of imagination. The main mm. song in the first movie is pure imagination, which they go back in this movie. Yep. Uh, that very last ten minutes of this movie, I actually enjoyed because it kind of bridged to the 
original. And this is a, a prequel to the original, for the most part. I don't think Timothy Chalamet, like I said, you can't fill Gene Wilder's shoes. He tried, but you just can't. He just did an epic, amazing job in that first movie. There is some, there is some stuff that he just cannot touch, and the music is one. Um, he did. Look, for the record, though, to me, he sounded and acted like a young Gene Wilder would have. Maybe. Like to me, like, like especially because I watched them like immediately one after the other. Like he definitely like, I don't know, just the way Gene Wilder. I thought he did a great job doing Gene Wilder, um, that much younger. Because, I mean, what's Willy Wonka in the original movie? Like, 45-ish? Yeah, it's got to be something like and that. So he's probably 25 in this movie. Um, so, like, to me, it still felt like the same character. It just wasn't as good of a movie. So it's hard to say. Like, the entire script was kind of bullshit. Um, yeah, it But was. I thought Chalamet did a great job with what he was given to do. Yeah. Um, so. One of the one of the complaints about this movie is Hugh Grant, not from me. I think Hugh Grant was awesome as an Oompa Loompa in mm. this, and I think I agree. bringing in the Oompa Loompa songs in ways was great. Having him sing that, also bringing in the little flute that Willy Wonka plays is fantastic. Yep. Little nods to that original movie were great in this. Slugworth, yep. I know you mentioned. I didn't think Slugworth was a black guy, and then if you go back and watch Willy Wonka. You realize that the guy that we thought was Slugworth was actually working for Willy Wonka. It was all at one of his yes. one of his work. Yeah, because I texted you that I'm like, why did they race swap the bad guy? And then I realized why he didn't respond because an hour and a half later I was like, yeah. oh, because it's not the real, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. not the not the same guy. They just used the name, which was actually a really cool nod in the movie yeah. Wonka. Um, I thought that was really cool. So it tried to be a companion piece to the original. Where did it achieve that? And where did it fail? I think it failed because of the music. Um, and yes. also, I, th I also music, think it, it was overused and not as good. Yeah. And if, and it achieved that with a nod at the end with pure imagination, Timothy Chalamet mm. sang it perfectly where this girl was imagining, or he was imagining the chocolate factory taking, taking form, taking shape in this old abandoned castle. Um, and then you see the chocolate factory come into fruition and come into life. With all the pipes and the chocolate and the chocolate river and everything that you see iconic from the first movie. Um, overall, I think it was a three and a half. There's been a lot of three and a half movies for me lately, but this is definitely... There's been a, this is like the year of the three and a half. It is. It movies they're like, I'm okay with it. Like, I'll probably watch it again if I'm bored. Yeah. Um, like, that's that's this type of movie. Like, yep. yeah, three and a half is like the perfect score for this film. It is, um, yeah. Right overall, I did enjoy it. Um, I do like Chalamet as, I mean, just Willy Wonka is such a, Gene, to, the way Gene Wilder played him. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's like, I mean, they always talk about like recasting like Luke Skywalker. It's like, that's all good and all, but like people are going to look at it like, yeah, he did a good job as Luke Skywalker, but he's not yeah. Mark Hamill, yeah. which is what basically happened with, with Solo. Yeah. Um, but I mean, overall I enjoyed it. Uh, it's not the best movie this year. It's probably middle of the pack for me. Yeah. But uh, yep, three and yeah, a half about middle for right. me. Yeah. Yeah. Like all of my. It's funny because I have a bunch of like top, top end, and then like everything from like thirteen to like thirty eight is like three and a half movies, and then there's the shit. Yeah. Um. When I was looking at my rankings earlier. Well, let's get into the shit right now. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Nice transition. The finale of the Snyderverse, the final film right before James Gunn. Uh, 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 
takes okay. over. Snyderverse ended in 2017. It That's did. That's all I want to say. But this the, is the final what he created. Of the this is what started, he yes. created. Yes. He created this character. He, he he got this actor to play this character. This is his finale. Whether he's involved in it or not, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. The sequel to Aquaman, the first movie. Jason Momoa coming back. All the cast except for Willem Dafoe, who died in the mo- who was dead in the movie. I think they mentioned it in a little quick. Yeah, line. he's he died off screen. He off he died and, off. Screen. I mean, um, I think it's because he was filming that movie inside. He couldn't come back for this. Yep. Um, I don't think it's what I've been told by certain people on Twitter that it's because they realized they were throwing a story arc out because it was bullshit. Um, I think it's so, more of a scheduling conflict. Yeah, or the script conflict. Reading the script yes. saying, oof. Um, mm-hmm. Movie, very bad. DC did not do well in the end of their and, uh, endeavors know, here. A lot of people, we got to stop as a community of film viewers giving movies a pass just for being fun. Yeah, it was I'm sick it, of that. It, it, to me, it any... was like, it was the same as the Marvels where there were like parts where I could be like, that was fun, and I could see why people would like this movie, but at the end of the day, like, it's just not a good movie. No. It's not good at all. The acting, there's there's one scene that I laughed out loud, and I wasn't supposed to. It was a scene when the lighthouse blew up, and all of them were yelling and screaming, Oh my god, no! Oh, yeah, 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 that we saw in the preview, yeah. Oh, um, it was that fucking was bad. god awful. Anytime, anytime Dolph Lundgren is on screen, it was bad. Oh. The guy can barely speak English. And um, the funny and the funny thing about that is, what's her name? Um, the Australian woman who plays Aquaman's mother. What the fuck's her name? Why can't? Why is it Nicole Kidman? Nicole Kidman. She's doing a fake Dolph Lundgren like accent in the movie. She's yep. Australian. Yep. But she sounds even worse than Dolph Lundgren did. I think she was like that in the first movie. She was but too. It's been a while, but, but it's just very weird. Um, Amber Heard was in a lot more than I thought she would I was, be. This is exactly who I want to talk about. Uh, I was talking to Chris on uh, Facebook last night about this. um, Because we were talking about Rebel Moon and then we transitioned to Aquaman. And he's going to see it this week with his kid. And I was like, literally, tell me what Elias thinks. I think Elias is 11 or 12. Yeah. Right? Correct me if I'm wrong. I think so. Um, But honestly, if I saw this movie when I was that age, I think I would like it a lot. Yeah. Um, But also, I wasn't exposed to comic book movies like he has been. Um, Since he's a kid, But he asked me... Yeah, but but like his entire life, Marvel's been around. Yeah, since he yeah. can remember watching movies. Um, but he asked me how much Amber Heard was in it, and I said, honestly, way more than you would think. Like, I think yeah. I overestimated. I think I said she felt like she was in about three quarters or maybe half of the underwater scenes, and about the same for the surface scenes. Like, she was in it way more than I thought. A lot more, yeah. Like, um, way more. Because if you if you listen to the rumors, she wasn't in it at all. It was like one like, quick honestly, scene. That was it. She probably has as much screen time as this as Heath Ledger did in The Joker because, I mean, he did such a great job. But everyone knows he was only on screen for like 22 minutes. I wouldn't be surprised if this was close to that. Um, obviously, this isn't The Dark Knight. but Don't you ever um, put her name with Heath Ledger in the same fucking sense <laughs> but like, again. But like everyone talks about like Heath Ledger being the greatest villain, but yeah. he was only in the movie for like 21 minutes, which isn't much in a two-and-a-half-hour movie. It, is, it felt the same here where like she was in it like... Way more than I thought she would be, considering she's suing them for taking her out of the movie. Yeah. So, yeah. It was a movie. Fitting ending to a flawed universe. Mm. Some of it was good. 
Some of it was bad. A lot of it was bad. Um, a lot of what I think happened in this movie was they kind of knew it was the end. Yeah. And even though it was supposed to come out last December, it was filmed way before um, yeah. James Gunn took over. I honestly think when they were putting this movie together, they just said, on set, and when we make this movie, we just want to have fun. So they let Momoa oh, be Momoa throughout thank you. it. Yes. Like, I want to talk about that. Like, that's, like, literally, they were just like, you know what? Let's have fun with this. We know we're probably not getting a third one. Let's have fun. They let Guinness, they let fucking Momoa drink Guinness on screen. It was a, it was a. By the way. Yeah. By the way, Momoa drinks one Guinness after he works out before he drinks his protein shake. Because Guinness actually is beneficial to you after you work out, which is fucking weird. But yeah, Momoa's a huge Guinness guy. They let him drink drink Guinness on screen. They basically just kind of, to me, it was just the cast and crew just kind of had fun and whatever happened, happened. This they kind of knew going into it, it wasn't going to be going further. So This was Jason Momoa's movie. Yeah. The motorcycle, the yep. Hawaiian stuff that he's done from the very beginning, mm-hmm. the uh, the Hawaiian dance, the Hawaiian, um, Lu- not Luau yep. stuff, but you know what I mean, uh, tribal stuff. Um, this yeah. was his movie to do whatever the fuck he wanted. And I could see the stories behind the scenes where a lot of people were talking about how he could be a dick and be an arrogant dick. I could see that because of the way he acted in this movie. Um, but, like, I'm, like, I feel like that was a lot of Amber Heard's camp. And right. the way they were describing too. him, the way they described him was the way I would think Jason Momoa would act. Like, yeah. she was saying he dressed like this or that, like he was like supposed to be, um, what's his name from Pirates of the Caribbean? But like, that's just how Jason Momoa dresses. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, this movie is basically just Momoa and James Wan having fun knowing they weren't going to continue with a third one. Yeah. Um, I don't know what James Gunn did um, outside of removing the Batman scenes in the movie. Yeah. Um, like a lot of people are blaming him for like the random rock songs. But at least according to him, and he has been caught lying a lot, he writes his songs into the script. So I don't know if that was him. Like, his songs all have a meaning when he puts them into his movies. Like, each one has a meaning and why they're there. Um, so I don't know, but I can't guarantee for sure. I mean, he wasn't even a producer in Blue Beetle, and I don't know what he had to do with that movie. The Flash, it seemed like we could pretty much pinpoint what yeah. James Gunn did as far as notes. Um, obviously we all know George Clooney is because of him and I'm honestly assuming the spider scene with Superman is because of him, which I think we talked about the other day, yesterday at lunch. Um, but yeah, I mean, this movie was just James Wan, Jason Momoa having fun. Amber Heard obviously not having fun. She just pooped in someone's bed. (laughs) Messy situation over there. You always forget uh, about that when you see her on screen. It's like, yeah, that happened at the same time. And... For the record, this movie would be a full full pineapple higher if they just fucking killed the kid. And yeah. why did somebody piss in Momoa's mouth three times? Three separate Ugh. occasions. <laughs> That's another thing that a lot of Snyder fans are crediting Gunn with, is the peeing in the mouth no. aspect of I the don't, film. I don't think so. But I just think that was just the way the whole film was written, because the whole film was like that. Like the whole film was like that. It's supposed to be Aquaman becoming a father. Yes. When you're a father, shit like that happens. So and it's just the funny thing is, it human. reminded me of when my buddy Vic had his daughter, Brooklyn, who's now 15. I was living with Vic at the time, and she took a giant... He was changing her diaper and just took a giant shit and just sprayed all over his shirt. <laughs> oh my! I watched the whole thing. It was fucking... It was great. 
But yeah, but, uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a half. He's a half. He's a half Atlantean, half human. Yep. So they're gonna show the human side of a of Momoa's Aquaman. And they're all pissed oh. under the surface. Before we re- before we rate it, we gotta talk about the ending. The very last line of the very last DC EU movie. I am Aquaman. Woo! As Jason Momoa goes off screen, jumping and screaming and yelling and. That was that was just a fucking ode to Iron Man, bro. But it's not even a Marvel movie. <laughs> That's I fucking see terrible. It. it was a bad. It was like, a bad I thought, scene. I thought it was terrible in the Marvels when she was yes. like the Young Avengers initiative. Like, and at least that was in the same universe. Like the end of this, just I was like. It was a good speech. It was a good speech. That's that's the issue I have with it. Is it was a good speech, and then he ends it with that. Um, if he yeah. had been kind of jokey the entire speech, I would have been like, "That's fine." But it was like actually like a decent speech he was giving people. Because at the end of the movie, um, for those that don't know, they kind of come out to like the UN, right? It's the yep. UN. They, they, come, out so to, they now, come out to the world. Everybody knows about Atlantis the, now. Now the United Nations has Atlantis in their fold yeah. and it's like his like press conference cuz he's the king of Atlantis in f- in front of the New York skyline yeah it's it's yes it's a good it's a good scene it's just ended with a terrible line i yes. am aquaman woohoo and then and one done. more thing one more thing i wanted to point out to me cuz i love this actor i think he's fucking great i'll watch anything that he's Oh in. that's right yes Patrick Wilson yes he willy um He's a serious actor. He takes everything very seriously. And watching him act alongside Momoa, who's just fucking around having a yeah. good time for two and a half hours, to me was hilarious. Because um, Patrick Wilson's looking at him. like I feel like that's the look he's legit- legitimately giving Momoa as a fellow actor. Like, dude, are you fucking serious? Yeah. Like, he just like, looks legit. at him like... And, and honestly, it works with the way their characters in the first movie interact. Like, it's a good dichotomy. It's a good... I, I enjoyed that a lot, and I love, like I said, I love Patrick Wilson, and he's one of the main reasons why I decided to watch this in the theater. Besides the fact that we have the Regal Pass, so why not? Wasn't the guy who played the main villain? Wasn't he one of the guys from Game of Thrones too? No. Um, the bad guy. Um, who was who that guy? Um, he's in the Watchmen. He is. He also. That's one thing I want to talk about. Is Black Manta in this movie? Not Black I Manta. Liked, oh, the guy who was. They showed up uh, the the necromancer. They showed him when he was a human in human form. He was somebody in Game of Thrones. I believe that you like. He was one of the one of the bad guys in that. Not not um not the guy. It that wasn't was Ramsey. No, the other the guy before him. The, the guy young? who uh no. yeah uh Joffrey. No 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 not the little kid. Go back and look at that, um, and see. Okay. We're, let's give it a number, and we'll go back to this. Um, okay, real quick, though, I do want to talk about Black Manta. Yes. Um, this movie is ridiculous. It is stupid. The comedy does not hit. But when he's on screen, Black Manta is more... And we're going to talk about this later in, in the news. He's way more menacing to me than Kang ever was. I yes. just wanted to say that. Um, I think that actor is phenomenal. He took this role very seriously i thought he was a great great black manta um and i hope to see more of him because he was great in watchmen yes that would be uh the guy that married cersei yes Fuck. My, my friend got a facebook message from him god damn it uh you're on Greyjoy. 
Yes. That was him. Um, I noticed that when I watched it, and then I just completely forgot because the movie is ridiculous. But yeah. yes, Euron Greyjoy is in it. Um, yeah, I remember seeing that in theater. I'm like, is that Euron? It was. Um, and yes, it was. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, the best part about this movie is Black Manta. Yeah, I um, think so too. To me. And and Patrick Wilson, because just yeah. him reacting to like Momoa just being fucking ridiculous the entire time was funny. And I think this. And I think the CGI took two steps back in this as well. Um, a lot of it was cartoonish. It reminded me a lot of the Flash. Um, CGI has been terrible though. It has been all, all wrong, and we've talked I about mean, that before. It we talked just, about um, yeah. Wonka. Wonka had fucking terrible yeah, it CGI. Did. Yeah, it's because the output. Everybody was going in at once, and they just couldn't keep up with the with yes. the demand. And they and also license out. The, they also license out the CGI to the lowest bidder. Yeah. Which sucks, but that's what they do. Yep. Um, but hopefully Godzilla minus one, which I hear great things about from you and other people, oh my will God. change that. I, I, they just released it in black and white. Yeah, I heard that. I cannot wait to watch that version. Uh, I will say, though, about the CGI is Godzilla is a CGI monster, but I thought it was brilliant. They made him look like a practical, practical effects monster, so when you watch him, it's... It's not the greatest CGI, but it's definitely an improvement over what we saw this yeah. year. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I can't wait for you to see that movie. Hopefully, we'll get it to you in the next couple of weeks. So for me, so score. I'm going Go to give it. this. I'm going to give this a three. Oh. Right down the middle. Okay. Some of it I liked. Some of it I didn't. Yep. It should be lower, but I probably, if this was on, maybe a couple of years, I may watch it again. So I wouldn't give it any yep. lower than a three. Um, but I did have a lot of problems with it, and we've gone yep. through them all. Okay, so for me, if I had thought about my Love and Thunder review, which I think was a three and a half, I would end up giving this the same I gave that. But Lo- Love and Thunder has dropped significantly since it yes. came out. Yeah. I also am settling at a three, and I think that's a fair score to where, like, like if I. Re- viewed Love and Thunder now, I'd probably definitely give it a three. Which I might have back then, I can't really remember. Which, but, by um, the way, we talked about it This is definitely off, a three. We've talked about it off yes. pod. We are going to review all the Marvel movies that come out since Endgame. We've only, I think I've only seen them all once. I don't think I've seen, maybe Black Widow I've seen two, twice. I've seen, uh, you've, you've seen No Way Home more than once. Don't yes, I have seen, lie. I saw that, I did see that at home. No Way Home. Um, Far From Home, which was after yeah, it was movie. after. Yeah, yeah, it was. But it's still You've part seen that of more phase. Than once. It's still part of phase um, four. Three, though. I don't think. I don't think. It was oh yeah, yeah. Again. It was the. It was the end of phase. Yeah, it was the last movie in phase three. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna um, review everything after one division, but we're not gonna review this TV shows. Or we're not doing. Anymore. We're not doing anything. We've. We're re-reviewing things we've done in the pod. Um, are we doing yeah. No Way Home? Uh, sure. Because I need to watch it again. But we're gonna review okay. like um, Gore. Drop significantly for that because I've watched it so much, but Shang Chi. Yeah, we'll, we'll start it. I've seen Shang Chi twice. Um, well, I've seen three quarters of it twice. I've only seen the ending once because I hate the fucking third act of that movie. Yeah, the dragon. But yeah, um, starting starting at far at uh, No Way Home or maybe Far From Home. And basically, far from home? yeah, we'll we'll start yeah, starting uh, at Far From Home. Uh, yeah, we can do that. Basically, okay. the reason we're doing that is because there's only one MCU movie next year, yes. Deadpool, and we wanna we're gonna do a countdown to Deadpool doing that. So, um, so yeah, three for Aquaman. I think that's a yeah very liberal 100%. score for that. 
Um, yeah. Considering it wasn't that good of a movie, but it's a I DC mean, movie. I, I enjoyed it, and like I said, I told Chris, I I'm like, I need to know what like a 12 year old thinks of this movie. Yeah, because I honestly think that if we saw this at 12, it would be our favorite movie on the planet at the time. You know, yeah. But I mean, we'll see. Because he grew, up, he's literally grown up in the Marvel age, um, where he is since he was two years old, had a Marvel, had two to three Marvel films every year of his life. So he grew up in a different time. Um, yeah. So it, I mean. You know, we'll see. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So let's get into another review. Second oh, to last Christ. review. Oh, my God. Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire on Netflix right now. Zack Snyder's return to filmmaking <sighs> after his uh, debacle with WB in the, uh, in the Snyderverse and in, 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 uh, DC Universe. I have two you notes know, in Raymond? my thing. Two notes. Okay, go on with your notes, and then I'll talk, because I got a lot of things to say about this movie. The movie could have been a half hour shorter without the slow-mo, which I always say about Snyder. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. there's a random Spider-Woman that made no fucking sense in the middle of this movie that just turned me off, and I almost don't think I watched the last half of this movie because it just turned me off to the whole entire movie. Yes. Um, Well, according to Snyder fans, if you don't like the Spider-Woman, you're a fucking racist. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, oh yeah what? anybody that goes at, only, anybody that doesn't like Rob Moon is a child sex offender <laughs> or a rape or a rapist or some shit like that they were talking about holy fuck uh, Snyder Twitter right now is fucking on fire and it's hilarious um so first thing we'll talk about is slow-mo yeah let's talk about that I don't know about you but there's one thing I've always wanted to see in a movie is somebody <laughs> drop grains or seeds into the ground because they're farming and they put it in slow motion. So it takes 45 seconds for the grains and seeds to hit the ground. For some of the action, especially in the last last act, the slow-mo was perfect. I would not, if I was him, I would have not done any slow-mo until then. Yeah. I think that would have been a way better decision. Way too much in the beginning. Um... Cora is pretty dope. Yeah, um, I do like when her. I saw when I saw her do the first action scene, which we've seen in the previews. Yeah, where she drops all those dudes. Um, we've all seen it in the previews. Dope. Um, all the action in this movie is good, for the most part. Um, people being surprised at the Charlie Hunnam turn. I don't know what the fuck you were thinking, because from the first shot in the preview, I was like. He's Lando Calrissian. He's not Han yeah. Solo. He's Lando. He's turning yeah. on them. From the yeah. first time I saw him, and I love Charlie Hunnam. He is one of the bright spots of this movie. Um, he hinted that he has a twin in the extended cut. So I don't know if there's a good guy version of him on the other side as far okay. as the extended cut goes. So we might see more of him. Or okay. it could have just been him teasing something that hasn't happened yet or whatever. Okay. Um, I enjoyed him. I enjoyed Cora. I'm trying to be really. I'm trying to start off with the good things here because I really, really did like the bad guy. I can tell you, when, my favorite, my favorite part he, of the movie was um, Francis from Deadpool. Yeah, when he does um, bad guy things, I yes. think that's going to be so dope in the director's cut, and it's going to be so awful watching it in one seventeenth speed or whatever the fuck Snyder uses. Uh. 
because like the the cutaways in that I'm like there's gonna be some good violence in the in the director's cut like you can just tell yeah because he's a badass um he's fun to watch he owns the movie yeah both Dario's I like both Dario's a lot we get both Dario and Naharis's from Game of Thrones the other one is kind of the I forget his name in the movie but he's basically the audience's guide into the universe like like he's like not a fighter but like. He joins up and like he's kind of like the audience's view into the movie, basically like the guy that shouldn't be there type deal. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it. You spend it's a two and a half hour movie. You spend the first fifty seven minutes on her home planet, which is good. You set up that home planet, but then after that, it's going. She gets Charlie Hunnam, and he like knows where everyone is, and it's hyperspace. Recruit the person person joins exposition dump rinse and repeat for an hour and a half until the end give or take yeah. right yeah that's kind of how it felt with the little like vagina portals that snare was using which the was came fucking through. strange as hell i mean a lot of people were saying it's more of a, a nod to sauron and if you look at that stuff it kind of makes sense maybe um it looks more like sauron than a vagina i suppose because this eye of sauron or whatever um but yeah i mean you could see everything in this movie was incredibly predictable, not from the movie itself, but from the previews. Yeah. Um, the only time it wasn't predictable, but you knew he wasn't going to kill Cora is when second Dario had the gun and was about to kill her. And then he turns and kills Charlie. Hunnam. Yeah. yeah. That's like the only time where like, it wasn't predictable in the fact that you could tell something like that was going to happen. But as soon as he puts the gun up to her head or whatever, when she's in that machine, you knew he wasn't going to pull the trigger. Yeah, he um, You just knew that. Um, so, yeah, overall, <laughs> it was incredibly predictable. Um, not very well written. Story like was told, weak as fuck. Like I told... Did I tell you? I know I've told like three or four people this, but we really haven't talked about this movie, but I might we have mentioned it. I just, wa- I just watched it today. Is where I told you... I think i might have told you that it felt like a 13 year old spent his weekend yes. with his uncle watching star wars and seven samurai and then said i'm gonna write a movie off that and it felt like it was written by a 13 year old to me yeah. in most parts it wasn't very well written dialogue wise it wasn't the script wasn't great snyder needs somebody to to work with as a writing partner that can rein him in yeah um it felt like wise directing wise it was fine too much slow-mo but whatever it's he's visu- kind of knew that he's going visually in. he's visually a great director like he can see stuff great yeah. on screen it's just the way he portrays it through through, through recording it is weird right the slow-mo and the like the even flares. like not all the visuals were the best in this movie either which kind of annoyed me because i said the cgi in the beginning at least i, I said to myself going in like at least if the story doesn't hold up the visuals are going to be spectacular and they were for the most part they were but there was definitely some hiccups along the way which will happen. Um, but this um, spoiler alert for like the second week of January is on my uh, list of most disappointed films yeah. of the year, obviously. Because um, I've been talking about this movie since it was basically announced and how excited I was. But I will absolutely watch the R-rated cut. And that's a question I actually had for you, Ugh. is does this make movie make you want to watch the longer version? Or will you wait to hear from me about it or 
Wait to hear from other people about it. Two things. How do you feel going into that? Two things. And before will I get you watch part two? Two things before I get into that. My feeling of this movie: a Star Wars fan made a Star Wars fan film, and not a good one. Mm-hmm. There were remnants of Star Wars in this story. You can tell, obviously, like we mentioned, the the history yep. of this movie. It was originally written to be a Star Wars R-rated film. It, it was the first movie Disney he ever before. wrote. He wrote this in 2001, I think, or okay. maybe even before that. And he was in college, and he brought it to his professor who had some people interested in it, but they dropped out. It was supposed to be his first feature-length film in the early 2000s, and it just okay. didn't happen. And he's kind of worked on the script since then. But go on. Now, as far as your question about an R-rated movie, I hate the fact that we have to wait for a director's cut to get his true vision. If you want to have, story. if you want to have a full story, full dialogue of what you wrote for your story, yes, put it on fucking film and release it. Netflix would have let and you do that. Why are you putting out this cut? If it's that's not the thing that good? too is okay. So here's the other thing. First, before this movie came out, he said the R rated cut was better, and it's a completely oh. different story. That kind of angers me. Because then why would you release this first cut? Well, and he, did the he same claims with... that... He, no, he claims that Netflix said that we want as much scenario as possible. Do a two and a half hour cut for the service because we don't want to be doing three hour movies for our service. Okay. The Irishman came out on Netflix. Yeah. Other three hour movies came out on Netflix. Um, Zack Snyder released his Justice Cut... Justice Cut... On HBO, in a fucking film format, IMAX format, Four hours. when it was never going to be released in fucking theaters. Yeah. So, when people say he's pretentious, that was the first time where I thought to myself, you know what? This seems like a pretentious douchebag move to make. Um, if you're on Netflix and you have the two cuts, okay? I would choose... I would choose the R-rated version over this. Here, but here's what you do. You have them sore. both ready to go at the same time. Exactly. So that people don't want to spend three and a half hours, four hours watching a movie can watch the shorter cut. With BVS and Justice League, it was completely different circumstances. Yeah. BVS had to deal with the fact they wanted to be in theaters and didn't want a three-hour movie. That makes sense. This is going to streaming. You don't put a movie on streaming in a 4-3 aspect ratio when you know it's not getting a theater release. This movie wasn't getting a wide theater release either. If you want to release two cuts, do it at the same time. Let the critics review the PG-13 cut, if that's what you want, and then let everyone be blown away by it. I understand Netflix is double-dipping because of his fan base. They'll get Rebel Moon Part 1, the PG-13 cut, as the number one movie on the service. They'll get part two as the number one movie in the service and then they'll double dip and get the R-rated cuts of both also both being number ones on the service because of his fan base Yeah, I just don't like how they're rolling this out especially when the PG-13 one isn't a very good film Yeah, like I understand a lot of people do like it most of them are huge Snyder fans so they were going to like it regardless Right. It literally could have been a toilet cam with Snyder taking a shit for two and a half hours, and they would, in slow mo, obviously, it's be like an hour and a half shit, two and a half hours <laughs> slow mo. Got to get the got to get the shots proper. 
This is splash... slow-mo shit. It is and they would call it one correctly. of the greatest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they would call it one of the greatest films of all time. Oh, um, fuck as me. a Snyder fan, this is not what I wanted. It Lower is... tier. Lower tier Snyder is... for me. Like I said, and you know me, I love Snyder because I'm a huge visual guy. Um, and even the visuals didn't work all the way through this movie. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I need a score from you before I, I need to hear your score. I haven't even thought of one yet. Like it's, it's two, been like that it's, bad. It's a two and a half. I'm not going to go back and watch this cut ever again. Okay. Um, because there's going to be an R rated cut with more story, which is what I fucking wanted from this movie is more story. Right. Why would I go back and watch this piece of shit? So two okay. and a half for me. I, there's some visual stuff I did like about it. Beginning in the movie, there were some very, very shitty CGI with a ship going into this home planet of hers. Yep. It looked very cartoonish, very low budget uh, CGI, which kind of turned me off from the very beginning of this movie, which considering okay. this movie took forever to make, you figured if some of that stuff would be ironed out, especially with Snyder being in charge of all that shit. Um... But overall, two and a half for me. I will never go back and watch this movie because I know there's going to be an R rated coming out. Okay. And that's unfortunate. That kind of ruined my score for me. Yes. Similar to, I feel like you felt the same way when you heard that Across Spider-Verse was going to be two movies. Or, or something I, like that. You, I also felt the same way yeah. with Justice League. I will never go back and watch the Joss Wheaton Justice League because there's yep. a better version of it out now. Oh my god. And you've only seen that movie once. I've seen it like I've only times. seen it once because it's four fucking hours. But, but yeah, yeah, it's that's a movie where like I can put in one disc or the other and watch it through completion because it's only two hours in each disc. Yeah. So I like doing it that way. I may never watch it all the way through again. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but as far as this movie goes, I'm going to say I'm never going to watch this version again with a caveat because I am currently at my parents' house, and as you know, I bought. A 4K TV, literally, well, one, they needed a fucking upgrade in their basement. Shut up, phone. They needed an upgrade in their basement. And I knew that this movie was coming out, so I bought a 4K TV for them. So I will not be watching this cut, I would say, except I have an OLED at home, so I do want to see how it looks on that. I probably would look and good I'll probably, on have, I'll probably have it on the in the background, like just doing other stuff, maybe playing the Switch or reading comic book. But I just want to see how some of the scenes look on the OLED. That's the only reason why I'm going to go back to see this again. Two and a half is the perfect score. I agree with you fully. I assume I'm going to like the next movie, the R-rated cut more. Um, I assume I'm going to like Scargiver more than this film because that's the movie that all the action takes place. Like, I look at it like a Dune situation. Yeah. Where all the action in Dune happens in the second half of the book. And that's kind of where they left you at the end of the first movie. Except it was just a way better movie and story in general. Um, but so yeah, two and a half is good. Um, I'm probably only going to watch this movie, this this cut of the movie one more time when I watch it on the OLED. Now, part two comes out in April, correct? Yes. And I they haven't will... announced... Okay, go on. Well, they haven't announced what yet? The when the R rated cuts are coming, I think okay. they're coming both after the next the next episode. I will not be watching the second part of this if it's PG thirteen. Okay. I will watch the R rated cut because I will and I will go back and watch the first one when the R rated cut comes out too. As somebody that's as hurt by this movie as I am, I'll let you know one way or the other on if you should give even if it is the PG thirteen version a shot. Okay. Um 
Because I pretty much told you right from the jump about this movie, and I pretty much correct, I would assume, um, by your score and how you felt about it. So I'll let you know if you should watch it, or I'll just talk about it so well on the podcast, because... I will not waste my time with Snyder's bullshit and Netflix's bullshit of putting out this lower, edited, shitty version. That's the problem, is they're giving you the worst version. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck that. Like like you said, it's like the Joss Whedon situation. I'm never going to watch that movie again. I watched it once in theaters, once at home, found out there was a better cut, and waited four years and watched the real cut. And stop promoting promoting that this is not your intended Mm. cut. That fucking sucks for a viewer. Especially when you're on Netflix, you don't have to worry about... Like, people can watch half of it and come back to it. You have to worry about uh, theater getting 12 showing versus 10 in a day. Like, you don't have to worry about that. You're fucking Netflix. Like, I understand it's kind of caving into his fan base. Um, So from Netflix's point of view, I understand it completely. Even from Snyder's at at that point. Um, It just sucks they're doing it this way when you have a less than story coming out first and it kind of dampens dampens how you feel about going into the next movie. Cause there was a lot of good, like starting points for this type of franchise, but Oh yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention real quick is he talked about like 17 different planets and all feeling different to me. They all feel the same. Like they all have the same, like color grading on them. Like, they do. Yeah, like they're all Hoth, the same. Hoth does not feel like Tatooine. Yeah. Yeah. In this movie, they all feel the same, so I hope in his R-rated cut, we get more of the actual planets and more Charlie Hunnam, because I thought, besides the bad guy, I thought he was the best part of the movie. Um, I was so. very, very disappointed in this movie, and I had I had hopes. Imagine not, how high, I feel not, high, not high hopes. Imagine how I, I feel, because this was my most looked forward to movie of the year once Dune got moved. Yeah. So imagine how I feel. So I'll let you know one way or the other on if you should watch The Scargiver when it comes out in April. Or not. Scargiver. Another Star Wars ripoff of Skywalker. <laughs> uh, Scargiver was her nickname uh, when she was a soldier. I know. That's why I, know, I that. know. But yeah. So. Last movie that we're going to review. A wrestling we movie. We still have reviews? Jesus Christ. One more review. An hour, <laughs> hour and 20 minutes in. But this movie was fantastic. The Iron Claw movie, which we've been wanting to see for a very very long time about the Von Erich family. Yes. we. Re- I remember the first time I heard about them a long time ago, but the first time I, I really did a deep dive is in the Dark Side of the Ring episode, which I watched after we watched this movie from the first season. Okay. Um, Von Erich family, very traumatic Real what quick. happened to all of them. Want, want me to get into how I'm familiar with them? Yeah. Okay. Because I've been watching wrestling way longer than Ray. Yeah. So obviously I was a fan of the early 90s. And yep. Texas Tornado was my favorite wrestler outside of Bret Hart. Bret Hart was still on the tag team when Texas Tornado came on the scene. And he basically looked like the ultimate warrior. Yeah. Um, they Very were actually Eric. a tag team. A tag team very early in his career there. And it also, we're going to get into this. It's a very heavy film. But... When I learned what suicide was, was my father telling me a week after my 10th birthday, um, he explained to me what suicide was because Carrie Von Eyre killed himself right after my 10th birthday. Um, so to me, it it's tough. It's it's a very difficult thing to watch. Like even the Dark Side of the Ring episode, which is excellent. But like to me, it's like tied into like 
my fucking 10th birthday is like when I learned about suicide. So it's always going to be a tough thing for me to think about Kerry Von Erich. Um, but God damn it. This movie was awesome. It was great. And the family, if you don't know about them, there's only one brother left out of five or six brothers. They talk about every single one of them, except for the youngest. All of them died in either suicide, drug overdoses, one of them died from a ruptured well, intestine. The, the drug, the drug overdose was a suicide. Yes, he intentionally so, took too many drugs, and yeah, there was three suicides and one ruptured intestine. Yeah, right. No, there was. Oh, yeah. and the electrocution. The electrocution. electrocution. Um, when Jackie, which obviously the movie starts after Jackie died, um, Jackie was the oldest. Um, they were living in a trailer at the time, which is the car, which was on the car that Fritz had in the beginning. And I don't know if you know this story. I mean, you, I know you watched Dark Side of the Ring. I did. But I've yeah, heard yeah. it told. I've heard it told different ways. But the last time I heard Kevin talk about it was in promotion of this movie. So I guess that would be the most accurate way. Is they had a trailer. It wasn't grounded correctly. He touched the side of it. The kid flew about ten feet across the road. Hit a puddle, which it was February, so. It, it was the winter time, so it was frozen. They weren't living in Texas. It was the winter time, so it was frozen. He went through the puddle and drowned. Yep, yep. That's the story he told. It's pretty much side. what. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. He electrocuted himself, and that he was five years old when that happened. Kevin was very young, and doesn't doesn't get into that in this movie. No, but they only does, briefly mention Jackie. They like do mention that sentence. they do mention that he he had a, a younger brother. Oh, and also there's a scene at the very end which I thought was very poetic. We'll talk about it at the end. Oh, with the baby. Oh yeah, with the baby. That yeah. was awesome. It's great. But the movie is about person there. The the oh. movie is about <laughs> Zac Efron playing Kevin Von Erich, kind yes. of the the older, more wiser brother of these brothers. You got yes. Kevin, you got David, and you got Carrie. Carrie was the one wrestler. Who everyone knew he was going to be something. He looked like he looked like a million bucks. Like you said, he looked like the yep. ultimate warrior. He was built oh like God. a brick shit house. Guy's huge, yeah. huge, buff. He had everything in the eighties. He's basically 70s. if you look at the trailer, uh, look at um, Efron's physique. Yeah. Efron got way too jacked for his role. Good yeah. job, you got jacked. Vice versa. Kevin wasn't nearly as jacked. No, he looks like he looks like the Texas Tornado, Kerry yep. Von Erich. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jeremy Allen White from The Bear, Lip from Shameless, he played Carrie. Carrie Von Erich's story is amazing because he got in a motorcycle accident, which they say in the movie, lost half of his leg, and had to wear a prosthetic, and nobody knew about it. Only a few wrestlers did. I think Ric Flair was one of the first ones to say that Carrie Von Erich didn't have a leg. Um, so he was wrestling the whole entire time in WWE with one leg and a prosthetic on the other. Nobody knew until after he died. They kept it a family secret. Nobody knew. David Von Erich was probably the most, what they say, the most te technical wrestler of the bunch. He was... David? Um, he was a good combination of everything. Yes. Like he was the best all around. Kevin was the high flyer. Um, Carrie was more of a technician, the look, the but, look, but basically a wrestling. Yeah. David was the one that everyone loved. Everyone like, loved him. He was just, his personality Yeah, uh, was way, you microphone, his personality way his more than, which they kind of make a point in this movie. They do. But yeah. Yep. I mean, I mean, they're all popular in Texas, but he was the one that was going to make it 
in the USA yeah. um, over the other two brothers. And I mean, Michael just didn't really have a chance. He was just kind of forced to wrestle. Yeah. Michael was a hippie at the time, late seventies um, into music, not into wrestling as much. And he, he wanted to be a cameraman. And yeah. then of course we're getting, getting to it, but Fritz. Um, they we'll don't really Fritz. bring that up. They don't bring that up in the movie much. They just have one line about the Cameron man stuff. Um, and he's like, what are you talking about being a cameraman? Your brother's wrestling for the NWA world title. Um, he, re- I really think he wanted to be a cameraman. And, I mean, Chris, of course, who they left out of this film. Yeah, they left Chris out um, completely. He was the one, I think he would have been the hardest to cast. Um, he was the youngest. He was a young he was kid the youngest. at the time. He died right, right after he turned 21. He killed himself. Yeah. Um, but he was also the one that wanted to be a wrestler more than anyone. Yeah. Uh, Kevin and David both wanted to be wrestlers, but at the same time, they were kind of forced into it. Kerry was really. He was, an Olymp- he was supposed to be in the Olympics. Was in touch shot on? Put- no, discus throwing. Discus, discus throwing. Yeah. Um, uh, and he, he was interested. Like, he had the athleticism, but he had never really done it until the Olympics got canceled. And so his dad's like, why don't you just come work for me? And he ended up becoming a wrestler. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Chris was the one. And I think it's the, it would have been the saddest death to me because he was the one that was, he wanted to be a wrestler more than anyone in the family, uh, way more than anyone in the family. And you get this from the dark side. You get this from all the documentaries they've yep. done, but he was like five foot three. Yeah. He's short. I mean, he was, he was ripped. He was ripped. Like he was yeah. like spending hours in the gym every day, but he was also only five foot three. So like he couldn't actually do it. Yeah. Like, and he was also very frail. And was he the one? He had asthma, right? It wasn't yeah. Mike that had asthma. I, I believe. But I feel so. like they kind of they combined Mike and his personalities together, and they that's combined. What seemed, that's what it seemed like to me. Yeah. You mentioned this at lunch, and they combined Carrie and Chris's deaths. Yes. Um, yeah. That's what it seemed like. So. Yeah. Um. So let's get, let's get into Fritz von Erich, the father, the patriarch of this family, wrestler mm-hmm. from the nineteen fifties, sixties. <clears throat> um, very menacing, very much a father of what you would expect from being a wrestling family. You hear a lot of stories. You hear you hear horror stories of these wrestling families. I think out of all of them, he's probably the most um, light. You hear stories of like um, of uh, Jake the Snake's father. I can't remember his name and how fucked up that family was. Um, fuck. Why am I blanking on it now? But yeah. That, you know, that, you, but you, mean, know, you know what I'm talking about. Then. How fucked up that family was. Exactly. He, he was he was married, <laughs> and then snuck into his 12 year old stepdaughter's bedroom, raped her, and Jake the Snake was the product. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yep. So, yeah, this isn't that bad. At least he at least he's a family man. This is very church going. This is more very. This is the Kennedys. Yeah, <laughs> they're the Kennedys much. of wrestling. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but Von Eric name huge, like you mentioned, Kennedy is a wrestling. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, so Kevin Von Eric wanted to be the wanted to be the one that was going to be going to the WWE, going nationwide. Everybody kind of believed in him, and then suddenly they didn't because Kerry came in, David came in. David was better on the microphone, so David got the push. Ended up dying. He had, he had, like we mentioned, he had a rupture in the intestines so in Japan. So, basically, how things were in this era, I just want to talk about this real quick, is this is pre-WWF. Yeah, this is, yeah, before WrestleMania 1. Um, 
So basically, there were territories, and Fritz owned basically the Texas territory. Yeah. Uh, decided Mark. that it would be best if he could keep, because you didn't want your champion to take the belt elsewhere. So he yeah. decided if he just made his sons the champions, then the belt would always stay in Texas, and his sons would never go against the family. Um, and part basically, of the NWA. He worked, yes, part of the NWA. They were part of the NWA, time. which most people were. Um, made a deal where the NWA wanted David to be the next champion. Yeah. They'd booked him out for two months. He was going to do Japan for two weeks, come back and win the title against Ric Flair in Texas, yeah. which would have been poetic. Goes to Japan. Um, after experiencing some stomach issues in America, which they talked about, um, it yeah. didn't really happen at his brother's wedding. Like they no. show in the movie. Um, but goes to Japan. Um, according to people that were there, he ate a bunch of food. Went upstairs. They think he purged. Came back downstairs and ate like more food. And then Bruiser Brody found him the next day. Uh, he had pills on him. Bruiser Brody flushed him down the toilet because of their like. These guys were superheroes, and it's tough to say that these days. But like, they. I mean, like Hulk Hogan was superhero to most people. Yeah. And he didn't want it out in the news that he had a bunch of pills and illegal stuff. In this movie, they showed them doing coke. They showed them shooting up because all that stuff happened. But they had to re remain the image for the people. Yeah. So yeah, he goes to Japan and dies. Yeah. So. The next, like you mentioned, Kerry Von Erich brought into the family after the Olympics are canceled. He is the next runner-up to be going forward in Nationwide. Right. He is a Von Erich name going forward. Kevin, take and another backseat. He, he, he has the luck. He has in the real luck. life, he had the luck. If they went by the, the luck in this movie, they would definitely give it to Zac Efron. But <laughs> back in the real time, they he had the luck. Yeah. Um, and the rest, I mean... Well, we won't get into all the specifics of what happened, but championships change hands. Um, Kevin wins yep, the he, uh, NWA World no, Title. No, Kerry. Kerry wins the title Carrie from Rick Flair. Oh, that's what I mean. Kerry, yeah. In front of uh, Texas Stadium. Uh, stadium in Texas. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah. Here's Dark, one side, thing Dark Side talks I about I will that. talk about this. I'll talk about this real quick. Is like They make it look like Kerry lost his foot in wrestling. A yeah. year after he won the title in yeah. 1986, he actually lost his foot. The way the ma movie makes it look, it looks like it was the same night he won the title. We'll talk about all I that guess... in a minute. We'll talk about okay. that in a minute. Yeah, because we're going to talk about the story I want... time. I want to talk movie. about how... Okay. Um. But yeah. Kerry won the title. Went to WWE. WWF at the time. And... Can I say one thing? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Move on, yeah, go ahead. So this is what I was about to get into. Um, the rumor is that he won the title because David died. Yes. Probably true. The rumor is that he probably lost the title because he was, quote-unquote, missed bookings, missed this and that, right? Okay. So he had the title for 18 days. He was booked on 15 shows, including going to from California to... To Japan for three days and then coming back, he missed uh, he missed zero bookings. So for me, to me, it was like they wanted to give it to Ivan Eric because David died. They gave it to Kerry because he was the one the father wanted to have it at the time. Yeah, but him losing the title had nothing to do with the fact that he was unreliable. Right. I just wanted to say that I was just watching a documentary before we got on about the Von Erichs because I was just killing time. They brought up that fact because Jerry 
uh, Jerry Lawler is the one, the big one that said that Carrie was unreliable in the WWF documentary they did about the family. Yeah. So I just wanted to get that out there. Um, so yeah, Carrie went to WWF, became Texas Tornado. Eventually, they they lost the he came he came in as Carrie Von Air, correct? And then Vince McMahon no, didn't like the name, so he changed it to as, Texas Tornado. He came in. He was wrestling on house shows as Carrie Von Eric, the Texas Tornado. Right. Just like the Undertaker was wrestling on house shows as Kane, the Undertaker. Right. Once they came to the big time, they dropped the names. They were just the Undertaker and then Carrie, yeah. and then the Texas Tornado. Um, so and Carrie, he wasn't allowed to use the claw. In the right. He, they stopped him from using the Iron Claw, which was the finishing move of the father had Fritz, and which was basically putting that. a huge hand on the forehead. And yep. hitting the temples, so and so. Carrie Von Erich's story, probably the most tragic of everyone's because he lost his leg from a motorcycle accident. Start still wrestled. Um, you could tell his work ethic in the ring deteriorated because of that only having one leg. Yeah. So he ended up he ended up getting fired from WWE, WWF, and went into a spiral mentally and killed himself on the family property, I think in a field. If I remember correctly, of the story on Dark Side, I can't. I saw it last night. I can't. He, yes, he killed himself in the field. The family and field. He, he was found by the father. Yes. Chris was Chris was found by Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. And and they mixed those two at the they end did. of this movie. They did. They did. That's why it's mixed up because they did mix it in the movie compared to real life. Yes. Um, I mean, they both died of a of a gunshot, so it makes sense as to why those were the two. Right. They, yeah, the mixed. Plus, Kerry was the bigger star, um, whereas Mike was just a pill thing. So it makes sense for them to, if they're going to yeah, cut out talk- one of the brothers. It makes sense for them to cut out Chris because he and Kerry died the same. We way. We didn't talk about Michael that much. Let's talk about him real quick. Michael did not want to be a wrestler. Yep. Forced into the wanted family business. Wanted to be a cameraman. He ends because up getting- of David's death. Because they of David's had the, death. Yep. They had. The triple tag team world titles at the time, so they needed another Von Erich to come in there. So Michael comes in, injures his shoulder, ends up having soldier soldier shoulder surgery. Yes, ends up getting ends up getting septic shock. Yeah, because an of infection it, during the surgery, an infection, yeah. and gets in a coma. Yep. In a coma for a very long time, comes out of the coma after a lot of work to get him out of it. Does his first interview on camera and looks a mess. Looks like he's had some sort of a brain 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 damage from yeah. this that was undiagnosed at the time, and because of it, ends up killing himself. Yep. Michael did and not want any part of the wrestling family. Was kind of dragged kinda into it. Skip over it, but like he came back like, um, I want to say yeah. within two months of yeah. surgery. Yep. Because I watched the dark side last night when I got home. Um. So, yeah, he came back and he tried to wrestle and he just... The guy was literally like... I hate to use this word, but he was like... Mentally, he wasn't there. Yeah. I was going to say the R word. But mentally, he just wasn't recovered yet. Yeah, yeah. And ends up killing himself. Yeah. Um, also, because of that, they're losing family members. They brought in fake Von Erichs. Um, They brought yes. in um, the fake Von Erich who was played well, by MJF in, in the movie. Yes, they brought in one... <laughs> One fake Von Eric, which the biggest mistake, and I don't know why they thought this was a good idea, when they brought in Lance Von Eric. Yes. They took a wrestler from the Texas wrestling scene. 
that everybody knew. So when you're in name. when you're in business in Texas for 216 days out of the year, they're gonna know That's this little Eric. like wrestler. This they're gonna know he's not a real Von Eric. Yeah. I think his name was Lance, Lance. Vaughn or. Kevin Vaughn, and they just changed it to Von Eric. Like, to me, that was just lazy on their part. They should have gone to one of the other territories. They should have gone to fucking Calgary and taken someone from Stu Hart's yeah. dungeon and made him the new Von Eric. And a, lo- and a lot of, in the documentary on Dark Side, they talked about how that kind of turned a lot of people off for, from Texas yes. wrestling and the Von Eric names. Yes. And, and, and they I thought it was a cheap, a cheap move on their part. Speaking of Dark Side, they haven't done this yet, but I don't think. Let me know if they have. Okay. I don't remember it, but they could have done an entire WCCW episode because of they how many people. F- I don't think they have because of uh, not just the Von Erics, but you got Gino Hernandez was about to yeah. be the biggest star on the planet. They did that, and he has enough. They did a Gino Hernandez story, so they're probably just doing them individually. They did a Bruce yeah, Brody story too. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, but like they could have done an entire episode on them, but they're probably trying to space it out. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I mean. So much suspect stuff went down in WCCW. It's crazy. So by the end of the movie, all the brothers are dead except for one, and that's Kevin. Kevin Von Erich owns the Texas wrestling company that his father started. The father gave it to him. He ends up selling it to Jerry Jarrett, who was, at the time, right before WCW started. So he kind of got out of the wrestling business a little bit. He was still involved. In the movie, in the movie... They make it look like he's running WCCW at the same time that Kerry is on TV. In real life, they sold WCCW before Kerry right. went to WWE. Yeah. Um. So they kind of, I mean, they play with times and whatnot throughout yeah. this movie to make it to make which, it more dramatic. Yeah. It makes yes, sense. and it's to make movie. it more it, and to make it more um flow better, I guess. Yeah. Because it would be it would be a three and a half hour movie if you, if you took the other route, kind of like Bohemian Rhapsody is the story, but. They kind of play with the dates. This is an amazing movie. I have two notes I need to talk about. It just needs to be said. Uh, woo! First note is Ric Flair. Horrible casting. Now, you, you kind of mentioned to me during our lunch yesterday that casting Ric Flair was not important to the director. However, Ric Flair is probably the most important character that they needed to cast to be identical to the way he sounded just because everybody yes. knows what Ric Flair looks like and sounds yeah. like. Like the woo, like the lisp, like the look. I mean, like you mentioned, it would have been great if Jay Lethal was cast as Ric Flair because he's. I mean, like if you're gonna take people black. out of it that bad, it'd be great. If you're gonna but, take people out of it, and and the fact that it's not even the fact that he was cast like that. The fact is that the first time you see him outside of seeing a quick little thing on the TV, I think with him and Kerry, um, which I think was the real match footage. The first time you see him is in a really dramatic like point in the movie yeah where kevin's getting ready to wrestle him and it's like basically just intermittent cut between the rick flair promo and kevin getting ready yeah and whatever and it just takes you out of the whole thing because rick flair um, is an amazing promo yeah. man this guy that they got to act did not know how to act he, did, he couldn't act he didn't promo. sound like him at all and it wasn't just yeah. because it was rick flair it could, he could have been any wrestler from the 80s he did not sound like a wrestler promo at all but being Ric Flair, it made it even worse because it didn't look like him, didn't sound like him. The yep. woo took me out of the movie completely at that point. But it was just a little like, problem that I had me, with it. To me, 
the whole thing is they might at some point be like, well, that was kind of the point because this movie, this movie is not about wrestling. I know it's not. If you're not a fan of pro wrestling, if you're not about, if you're not a fan of pro wrestling, I recommend you see this movie for the story. Yeah, it's incredible. It's tragic, but at the same time, I think that it's it's not about the wrestling and the wrestlers. Like for us, it took us out because we're wrestling fans, and he is iconic to us. The average moviegoer has probably seen maybe one Ric Flair promo if they're not a wrestling fan. Like, maybe. So I think but that... But they know they him. Were just, no, they know him, but I'm just saying that, like, he, uh... Us being wrestling fans, I think it took us out of it way more than people that won't well, be yeah, wrestling fans. It was more, yeah. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Like, like for us, because we know the character, we've literally grown up with him, or at least I have. You saw him in his later life when you started watching wrestling. But... I mean, I just think they were like, well, we have a guy and he's probably just whatever as far as an actor. Maybe he's a good actor. He just wasn't good for that role. And they just kind of went with it. Um, I just hope they don't do that bullshit that they did with The Flash where they were like, it was intentional. The CGI was supposed to be that bad. Ric Flair was supposed to be that bad. Like, I just hope they never say that bullshit. But yeah. uh, it definitely took me out of the movie and what should have been a hugely dramatic yeah. point in the film. It took me out of that whole scene, but that yes. was a, that was only that scene though. Um, the other problem that I had with this movie, which is probably more than the Ric Flair thing, a lot of movies they try to keep it under what two hours, around two hours. Yeah, I think this movie could have used more story, more mm-hmm. time. It felt very rushed, especially the Kerry Von Erich stuff. The motorcycle, going from the motorcycle to the, to his death, was very, very rushed, very, very limited in the amount of information they were giving you. Could have used Chris. Could have used Chris. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think they, I think another thirty. I said I keep going about 30, 45 minutes on this. Another thirty, forty five minutes would have been perfect. Another for just enough story to tell Kerry's story, because Kerry's yeah. story was besides Kevin's. This is basically Kevin's story, but. Carrie's story yeah, was the most. Im- Kevin. Carrie's was the most important part of this story because yes, he did not want to be in wrestling. Became a he became a wrestler, lost his leg, killed himself, went to the big times. He's the only one of these guys that went into the WWF. Yeah, and he died. And he's also the last brother. And he was the last like, brother that died. Yeah, you, I mean the I have an issue with the part where he's talking about how when he calls Kevin, and I know that Kevin has said that he talked about him about um in real life kevin said that he would call him randomly and talk about how he was depressed and wanted to kill himself they threw in that whole like line about how i have nobody in my life and nobody loves me but at this time carrie had a two-year-old daughter yeah. which they never mentioned once they in the didn't film. mention that in the wife or nothing. um yeah so well i don't think they were married but uh <laughs> um i was a little bit like thrown back by that like but i understand you're doing it for the dra- it's it's a movie you're supposed to try to like make the best movie not make the most realistic to what actually happened in this circumstance. Yep. Um, sorry. So this movie, fantastic fucking movie, no matter the problems I had with it, four and a half for me. Only reason it's not a five is because of those problems. I think it would have yep. been a, I would have been a five for me because this movie is a fantastic, just a story alone. We knew it would be great on film. That's why we've been excited for it all the year long, but four and a I half wish- for me. I just wish that they had consulted with Kevin during yeah. the filming. 
Uh, he met Zac Efron for the first time at the night of the premiere. Yeah, or no, that's what night, I heard. Night night before the premiere, they went out to dinner and then they went to the premiere the next night. And they've been um, talking. They've been talking a lot too of, on the phone. Yeah, that's what I heard. It's just it's just really unfortunate that they didn't meet until then. Like I wish they had like sat down and talked about things and whatnot. Um, and the other problem, enhanced the other his problem, performance. The other problem I had with the movie, not a big deal, but you kind of mentioned it. Zac Efron. Did not look like Kevin at all. Kevin was a scrawny. No. He was very muscular, very like Zach Efron looked flyer. like he was built like Texas Tornado should have been. Yep, yep. And and don't take anything away from Jerry because that guy got fucking yeah, ripped. He did. Too. He looked like so, Harry. The face looked like Harry. Like, the look, the the muscles, everything. Even looked like, like ten minutes into the Best movie, part of the movie, you see Kevin. I was like, he is so ripped that the previews didn't do justice to how big he got for this movie. Yeah. Like the previews did not do justice to how big he got. Yep, like he he's like, my, he looks like the fucking rock in this movie. He was my favorite part of this movie. Fritz von Erich was my second favorite part. The father, I think he did an amazing mm. job. That actor, um, he's so good playing the patriarch of the Fight family. Club. Yep, you know he's in Fight Club, right? Yeah, okay. uh, I haven't seen it forever, but yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, what do you give it? Four and a half. Okay, four and a half. Yeah, I love this been movie. Right, we went right um, down the middle on all, on all these. To it's definitely in my top ten of the year. Uh, when we do our lists, I'm probably I might move it up or down. We'll see. Okay. But I really enjoyed this movie. I did too. Not just as a wrestling fan, but just as a fan of emotional yeah. dramas. Yep. Um, it was good. It was very good. Yeah, it's very um, very emotional story. Everything that one thing with I want to mention. I think my favorite scene is something we have not mentioned yet. Um, when Carrie's working out in the garage, and Mike, who's big into the videos and music, oh, yeah. starts playing this song, and. Oh, what the fuck is the name of that song? But it's an old '70s song. And he just and he's not supposed to listen to this because their mother is very Christian. Yeah. And he just the mother and father are out of the house, so he's just just blaring this rock music. Yeah. And that became their theme song. And Carrie's like working out, and he just stops. He just Tom Sawyer, like right? Gives this look. Yes. Tom Sawyer. And he just gives this. And he just gives this look. And then it cuts from the music into the next match with them yeah. coming out to this music. WCCW was the first people. To use theme music, Freebirds were the first people to use free uh, to use real music for their entrance, and it happened in this time in WCCW. Very cool. And when that that scene hit, and I'm like, oh my god, this is fucking awesome. I honestly might see it at least one more time this week. I don't know. That's I'm awesome. Really high in this film. Yeah, very good movie. Uh, good ending to uh, to a year. It's probably the last movie I'm going to see in the theater. Um, very very good movie. Um, I'm glad we watched it. Yes. So we are an hour and forty five minutes in, so we are about to start <laughs> the news. news. Uh it's not a new something about the trailer roundup. Uh just one trailer this week. Spaceman, starring Adam Sandler, coming out on Netflix on March first. Um Adam Sandler plays an astronaut. Sent to the galaxy's edge, who finds out his relationship back on Earth might be in shambles. Um, with the help from an extraterrestrial spider, played by Paul Dano, um, oh, he, fi he finds aboard his ship. He's determined to get his pregnant wife back. So, yeah, this movie sounds uh, like a complete mess. <laughs> I have not seen the trailer. Did you tag me in it? You might have, but you might have missed it. I don't know if I did um, or not. I don't know. I'm I like Carrie Mulligan. I like Paul Dano, and I like Adam Sandler most times. So yeah, I mean it's Netflix, so we're gonna watch, right? Yeah, probably. It's probably fine. an hour and a half, and it's probably fine. 
Yep. Well, I'm just going to give my score for this movie. It's a three and a half. I'm going to stick with three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, weekend box office last week, Wonka, 39 million. Hunger Games, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which came out on digital this week, 5.8. Uh, Boy and the Heron, which I haven't heard anything about, 5.1 million. It's, it's amazing is what I've heard. Okay. Um, it's, it's a Japanese anime movie. That they recast all the actors. I think Christian Bale's in it. He's like one of the main voices. And I've heard it's very fucking good. Yeah, cool. Um, Wonka made $150 million globally. Um, considering it only made $125 million to make, uh, it's probably going to get over the threshold of, the, of what it needs to uh, to make some money after uh, after promotion and, 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 uh, and, and advertising and everything. So... Um, yeah, it's a good movie. If you want to go see it. Um, saw the first picture of William Defoe in Nosferatu as a vampire hunter coming out next Christmas. Um, I really can't, can't wait. wait for this Nosferatu movie with um, what's uh, his name? Bill Skarsgård. Who's the director? Who's yeah, the director? I can't, uh, I can't remember his name, but uh, yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Um, the creator um, Edgar's Edgar's. Yep, that's it. Robert Edgar's. Uh, yeah. Okay. The creator is on Disney Plus. Came out this week. And I Hulu. To mention it. And Hulu. Um, Til- Timothy Chalamet's, um, I don't know why that's there. It made $14.4 million opening day. I should have that oh, up there. One thing, one thing I didn't talk about during the Wonka talk. Yep. So he's really like a good guy. Really nice. The end of Wonka. Right. Yep. There's about 20 years between the stories. Yep. I want to get the story, the sequel to Wonka as to why he becomes a recluse. Do we know why he becomes a recluse? In, in the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, it's because everybody's t- trying to steal his chocolate recipe. I know that, but I mean, it just it just seemed like a huge jump from where we left off with Timothy Chalamet to where we pick off. And if we got Gene a sequel, Wilder. if we got a sequel, so, I think that's what it would be. It was that, him, him yeah. closing down shop and making it yeah. completely. Yeah, oh yeah, I think that's what'll happen. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just wanted to bring that up because there's the one thing I didn't bring up in my notes. The big news this week, which we've been kind of teasing that could happen, Warner Brothers and Discovery are in talks to merge with Paramount Global, um, which would make a big, huge uh, media conglomerate um, where Warner Brothers would get access to Star Trek and everything Paramount owns. Um, we talked about Paramount. I mean, that's Godfather, that's all of that stuff. We talked about that when we watched um, um, the Godfather TV show last year. But, um, yeah, I... Uh, I'm uh, excited to see where that goes. Streaming is way too much right now, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, Walmart and other retailers may be removing self-checkouts. Now, the only reason for this, I I saw this as Maine, New Hampshire, Massachusetts. Um, The big reason is people are abusing it. Um, Self-checkouts, very popular in the last 20 years, more so after COVID. People are stealing shit. (laughs) They're forgetting forgetting to (laughs) ring it up by themselves so they're stealing it and leaving the store with 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 stuff not being paid for so they're losing you know, a lot of money you know i really wish i had seen this on the notes i was scrolling through and missed this one because i would have clipped um bill burr talking about this and he's like if this is the way of the future i'm just gonna be rolling hams out to my friends like what are you gonna do fire me out of work here i'll pay taxes <laughs> but it's so yeah. true like it's and true. that was a special like 2018 when it was like just coming in I yeah. will say though, it's great for Hannaford, and it's very good yeah. for Walmart. And Walmart I hope works they good. Keep it. I hope they keep it, but I mean, I understand why they're thinking about getting rid of it. But then they're going to pay more people, so it's like and that's the thing what, with Walmart. What do you want to do? That's the thing with you Walmart. Pay they don't pay twelve people or pay five people. Like 
Walmart doesn't want to pay people. That's why they started. Yeah, exactly. I think they have one person on the register, the one over here in town, and, and the rest of it's all self-checkout. Yep. So, um, Netflix announced that they're doing a Wednesday spinoff to focus on Uncle Fester, played by Fred Armisen in the Wednesday show. They're going to be doing a Fred Armisen-led Wednesday spinoff uh, on Netflix sometime soon. They announced it this week. Um, Wednesday season two is still in production. We can't wait for that. Um, Sony has sold 50 million PS5 consoles over the last three years it's been out. Um, I bought two of them. <laughs> I still have one if anybody <laughs> needs it. An old PS5. Um, it's outsold Xbox Series X and S 3 to 1 in 2023. Um, I haven't owned an Xbox since Xbox 360. So yep. I know I know you have. I think you have, I have Xbox One. Right? I got the, yeah, my cousin. And that's only because my cousin was like, yep. I don't need this one it. And I was like, well, I have a 360 and I have games for 360. So I could just get rid of 360 and yeah. save me some room. Yep. Um, Zack Snyder, we talked a lot about him today, would love to direct a Fortnite movie. Fortnite, very yep. big right now. You know, well, not right now, but it has been for like the last it's still, six It still years, is, yeah. Take. But I guess when he's not working on a movie, he plays 8 to 10 hours a day. Yeah, that's what I hear. <laughs> he loves Fortnite, so. Um... Universal Studios are—they're building a 500-acre theme park in the UK. At least they bought the property for it. They haven't necessarily done anything, but Universal Studios, famous for their park in Orlando, um, their studios in California where they film all the movies, but they also have a theme park out there as well. Um, I used to love Universal. It's my favorite park in Orlando when I lived down there. Uh, I know a lot of yeah. it's changed. Back to the future. It's a good park. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, Christopher Nolan says Oppenheimer is his most successful film of his career. Um, yeah, obviously. It made a lot of money. Um, a lot of great reviews for it, so it makes sense. Um, what We Do in the Shadows. Great movie. I haven't got into the series, but it's going to end with season six at FX. Um, movie's very good, though. Kind of like reminds me of The Office with vampires, but very good. Yeah. Kind of a mockumentary. Um, Andor season two delayed past 2024. It's been taken off the schedule for next year. Um, I'm excited for that. It's going to be the end of this story good. of Andor going I think into it's good. how he I mean, gets the plans they, for the Death Star. They know it's going to be the end, so they might as well take their time, especially after all the strikes. Yep. And uh, just give us a good product. I'll be happy. Uh, they released a new poster for Halo Season 2 coming out February 8th. I'm going to add that to the calendar. I um, honestly can't I, believe that the Scott is Season 2. Yeah, because I, I, mean, I, I did like the I guess like I'm not really season. surprised, but I just felt like nobody was talking about it. The only reason why I heard it we were talking about it every it. week. Yeah. We were watching it every so, week. So yeah, um, it was a great show. Um, and I think uh, if they if it continues, what I'm thinking, it'll pick up pretty much where the first game begins. Yes, I'm hoping. So um, we'll have to wait and see. Um, I saw you put this in our text thread, so I wanted to add it. Frank Darabont in talks to direct Stranger Things final episodes. Um, yes, I think that would be fantastic. Yep, I told you he's one of my favorite directors that nobody talks about. Um, due to the fact that he made Shawshank Redemption, yeah. and then he's the he was the first showrunner on The Walking Dead. Walking Dead, yeah. Frank Darabont is great, yeah. And I would love him to do a couple Stranger Things episodes. I think it'd be great. I love Dick Van Dyke. He just turned ninety eight this week on CBS. On also on Paramount Plus, there's a Dick Van Dyke nineteen ninety eight uh, year um, of magic documentary kind of thing they put on there. I'm going to watch that before uh, we record next. Uh, I love Dick Van Dyke, so Mary Poppins, of course. So. Yes. Um, they released a new poster for Ghostbusters uh, Frozen Empire. Saw it in the movie theater yesterday. Um, 
you saw Slimer in there. You see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people dressed up as Ghostbusters, and Ghostbusters are surrounding the Ecto One, and this big menacing dinosaur-looking ghost with that um, creature that we saw in the trailer. That was uh, the tall, horned lady-looking creature standing yes. over the Brooklyn Bridge. So yeah, the poster looks great. The title still sucks, Frozen Empire, but we'll get over it. Also, a promo promo picture of Paul Rudd's character and Bill Murray's character standing in the basement of the firehouse. Empire exclusive um, from the magazine. Um, South Park Snow Day. Looks like an RPG game. Coming out March 26th next year. So, is this the third one in their trilogy? Yes, I believe it is. It's an RPG game. Excellent. It's set differently. It's more like the... Marvel games that came out like 10, 15 years ago that were pretty good okay. on the Xbox. I got to, uh, like I got to finish, I got to finish off the uh, fractured butthole. Uh, that I played the last game. I played the first one. I didn't finish. I didn't like the game. I didn't like the gameplay of the second one at all compared to the first game. Um, I love the first game. I haven't started the second one. Uh, they released a they released a promo picture of this movie that was canceled and now coming into uh, now it's going to be happening. Wile E. Coyote, the Wile E. Coyote movie with Will Forte <laughs> sitting in a courtroom. Looks a lot like uh, it's going to be like Space Jam, half live action. They say it's it's right up there with Will, um, with um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit as far as it being yeah, just a great Yeah, they say it's movie. one of the best movies, yeah. like as far as animation combined with real life that there's ever been. Yeah. I need to see this movie. Yeah, me too. Like, especially if it got canceled, I feel like that would bring more hype. I hope somebody buys it. Yeah, me too. Um, Eyes of Wakanda, the the uh, Disney Plus cartoon that's going to be coming out. They enlisted comic book scribe, screenwriter, and Kevin Smith podcast host, uh, co-host Mark Bernardin. He's going to be a part of that series, that that cartoon. So that's good. Hopefully, this gets released. Yeah, I, I feel like with Disney, it will. Um, he worked on that Cape Crusader show, which got canceled by HBO, but then got picked up by Amazon. So we should be getting that soon. But he did one or two episodes of that. So, uh, good for him. I love Mark. Have you watched Reacher on uh, Amazon? You know, this is one of those ones I, I've always had on the back burner and just never gotten to. Maybe after, maybe during my, because I told you off pod, uh, after Smallville's done, I'm doing The Office because I've never seen that from yep. start to finish. That's, that's maybe I'll throw show. in, maybe I'll throw in uh, Reacher like, yep. in between episodes and kind of do them both because oh, I've heard Smallville? the show's awesome. Yeah. You see Smallville. What do you think of Alan Richardson? Oh, he, Richardson he's fucking playing awful. As, he's awful. As, he's awful as Aquaman, but he's great as Batman. He's awful as Aquaman, and the fact that CW show filmed in yeah. 2004 when he was Aquaman. Yeah, he would be an incredible Batman. He's I am this, fully on board for this casting. He's 41, same yep. age as Cavill, right? Yeah. So they're going to they're going to uh, have an older Batman. Um. Damien is Damien. Damien is going to be his uh, uh, his mentor in yep. this. He's going to be the mentor, Damien. So it might work. Brave and bold. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, now, you, can you explain this to me? The Batman's Arkham Asylum, oh, Ar yes. Arkham Asylum spinoff. Okay, it's going to be a part of the DCU by James Gunn, but so, it's going to be developed by Matt Reeves. Explain this to me. So here's after the Batman came out, yep. he made that announcement that he's working on the Penguin show. Yep. which was already in pre-production when James Gunn took over. Batman and after that, after that, well, yeah, he was going to work on Batman 2. And then after that, he was going to do the Arkham Asylum show. Right. Well, I think when James Gunn took over, because those weren't in production, 
they weren't going, they were not moving forward. I remember reports saying that they weren't moving forward with it, blah, blah, blah. Like, this is before James Gunn even took over. James Gunn takes over. And according to Gunn, Matt Reeves pitched this. But I do think Matt Reeves pitched it as a possible DCU show instead of a The Batman show once James Gunn's slate was kind of announced. Because I think for Matt Reeves, he doesn't have to stick to, like, the grounded, the grounded uh, enemies of Batman. Now he can do more of a fantastical thing if he's working within the limits of James Gunn's universe versus the limits of the Batman universe, which he himself set. So I think he kind of pitched this as like, if you want it for your DCU Batman, I can do that, or I can do it as my own and Gunn might have taken it to be like, well, bring it as part of the DCU, because, I mean, in the Pattinson's Batman, which obviously I love, um, they can't go fantasy with it and a lot of batman's great rogues are fantasy based yeah, yeah um which is why we haven't gotten a lot of them on the screen so i think this is best and there's only so much of what we saw in the batman and i think the arkham show would have been great it probably would have starred barry keegan as the joker fyi i think Saltburn is on amazon now so you should watch that um, i saw that yeah so i was on there so yeah i mean i just I just think he saw an opportunity where he could be more creative. So he kind of pitched it to James Gunn, like, let me do this in your universe. And it can set up the Batman project that James Gunn wants to do before the movie comes out. Um, I see it as a win. Uh, Matt Reeves has done fantasy stuff before, obviously, with the Planet of the Apes movies. And I love both of the ones he did. Um, so I'm looking forward to this. Um, but it all hinges on who you cast as Batman and how this universe shapes up, which we still have no idea. Like right. we're both, I'm very positive on it. Um, you are probably a little bit less positive than me. Yeah. Um, we got to see, I mean, I don't really think about anything except for legacy at this moment and maybe creatures commandos, but like that movie's going to have to hit for them to continue with whatever yep. goes forward. I think. Um, so yeah. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Um, Big news this week. Another Sony hack happened, this time in the video game world. Um, This was a ransomware where they said you pay a certain amount of money and we won't release all this information. Hackers went in. They refused. Insomniac refused to pay. So they released a whole bunch of stuff. They released uh, Wolverine videos, information on future projects. Let's get into it. 1.67 1.67 terabytes of data, 1.3 million dollar, 1.3 million files, including Wolverine, Marvel's Wolverine game, which is highly anticipated. Um, showed the contracts signed by them for these, um, and also released a a, a slate of stuff coming out. Um, released uh, revealed a X Men game exclusivity to PlayStation through 2035. Um, so this is the stuff that kind of leaked in that in that information. Um, the planned games are Marvel's Venom in 2025, Marvel's Wolverine in 2026, Spider-Man 3 in 2028, uh, Marvel's X-Men in 2030, and an entitled an entitled new IP in 2021, 2031-2032. Uh, so. Um, um, shows an extended roadmap that includes multiple X-Men games, a second new game. Um, 
Multiplayer ambitions included in Spider-Man 2 Online for 2024, which would be next year. Wolverine Online for 2026. So they're trying to get into the online stuff too, kind of like uh, GTA did. Um, the X-Men license terms are detailed. $120 million for a budget for each game. Um, marketing, $30 million. Um, they're all meant to launch by 2035 PlayStation and PC consoles, platforms. Um, the Venom game completely fully detailed. It's called Venom Lethal Protector. Leads into Spider-Man 3 following the events of Spider-Man 2. Um, it's basically going to be what Miles Morales was for the first Spider-Man game. Um, it's going to be 8 to 10 hours standalone. They're going to be a price point, a lower price point of $50. Uh, $50. Compared to the main game. Uh, Spider-Man 3 may launch in two parts. Uh, one part for Holiday 2027. And part 2 for Holiday 2028. Multiplayer is listed at launch. Um, along, along with a combo game of the, of the two together in 2029. So that's pretty much all the information that was released in this leak. So, oops, spoiler alert for anybody that wants <laughs> to know. But we kind of mentioned that Venom probably would be a game. Spider-Man 3 would probably be a game. Surprising to see the X-Men coming into this, but not surprising because they're great characters. would be great in a game. Um, Wolverine's already part of this, so it makes sense. Uh, also, if you search YouTube, I don't know if it's still there, there is gameplay vi video of Wolverine. looks incredible. Um, yeah, just Wolverine slashing, slicing people, so it's on yep. there. It looks um, awesome. looks awesome. Um, and the troublesome news of the week, Vin Diesel sued... Uh, Vin Diesel sued by an actor who was his um, assistant for battery in 2010 during Fast Five, um, saying that he was in a hotel suite and masturbated in front of her. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, who hasn't done that? Well, let's see. Harvey Weinstein, <laughs> Harvey Weinstein did. Bill Cosby did. Louis C.K. goes on. Louis C.K. Yeah, the list you goes on and on. I still love Louis C.K. I don't give a shit if he drinks off in front of someone. I did too. That's <laughs> funny. Shit. And Get off all you want. Finally in news, fitting that this is the end of the story, because this has been a story since February we've been talking about off and on. Kind of like Ezra Miller was the year before, this has been the year of Jonathan Majors, and will he, and will not, he, will he not be Kang? He we just don't have great sound clips like, like we did with Ezra. Yeah, nothing, nothing God, great with Ezra. I, I wish I could go back to the days where we play that sound clip. Nothing the great. Intro to the Ezra Miller movie. We used to have Ezra Miller updates like every week, we, and a, every two weeks. Like we had it, we had an Ezra Miller theme song, Kevin. That's how great we were. <laughs> Jonathan Majors was found guilty of assault and harassment, and quickly, within I think five minutes, Marvel put out a press release saying that they parted ways with Jonathan Majors and completely fired him from Disney. Um, yes, they had that thing be, ready to go. They had it ready, had it ready to, go. to go. They had it ready to go. They were just waiting. It for was the like a half hour word. after the verdict. Like. Yep. Um, but yeah, he's completely gone. He's going to be black blacklisted from everything major in Hollywood. He'd be working B movies for a while. Um, and if he's not thing in jail that, for a year, <laughs> that's, for that's me, what's the, up, that's what's up of the year. The thing that sucks is uh, I heard so many good things about that magazine dream. Movie that's coming out. Yes, and that's, and that's okay. awesome. I believe it's Delayed. also a Disney. It's a Disney project. Yeah. I mean, I heard he absolutely fucking killed that movie. Yeah. Um. So hopefully we get it at some point. Um, but Kang Dynasty still reported to be moving forward. 
Also report that maybe that they're not internally being called Kang Dynasty anymore. It's been called Avengers 5. Because there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. I really hope they don't abandon the story completely. They could recast it. Um, talking about uh, Secret How Wars is basically... Secret Wars is basically shaping up to be a giant five-hour movie with a year-long intermission, kind of like Endgame and Infinity War. The perfect Kang casting came out this week with John Boyega. But he's saying he doesn't want any part of it. Um, it's real hard to top Iron Man in that universe. However, he is a great actor that Star Wars did he's not give him enough attention. Good. And, and the I think he would the be a great thing, replacement. The fucked up thing about him not getting enough attention from Star Wars is going into The Force Awakens, he has the most interesting storyline by far than anybody else in those movies. Yeah. And they just fucking dropped the ball. Yeah, they did. So, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. And finally this week, finally this year in news, Mad Mickelson, who was in Doctor Strange, he's already been in the MCU, rumored to return in talks for an MC return as a different character, the rumors all pointing towards Doctor Doom. Yeah, I texted you this last night, and I said, it's got to be Doom, right? Yeah, it's got to be and Doom. You just and didn't respond. Because I fuck. don't Because I don't like anybody. <laughs> I don't like the fact that people get cast who are already in the MCU at one point. Animation is yeah. one thing, but he was such a significant character. He's a villain in the first Doctor Strange movie. Right. Having yeah. him come in as Dune, even if he's wearing a mask the whole time, which I hope is not the case, but maybe it will be. Um, there's so many other great ca characters the, and great actors they could bring into this universe. The only reason why I said Doom is because John Major's news. If it wasn't yeah. for him getting dropped, then yeah. that would have just been like, oh, he met with Marvel for something down the line, or maybe yeah. to be in the next Doctor Strange. That's the only reason why I met Doom. Why I said Doom. The only reason um, that that I think this could work is because of multiverse fuckery. Yeah. Technically, he could be from another universe if they wanted to do it like yep. that. And, and this is supposed be... to be the end. This is supposed to be the end of the multiverse. End so of the multiverse. It, it could end be of everything. Good. Yeah. Could work. Bring him in as Doom and then start your new whatever, X-Men, Fantastic Four. Because and... I like him as Doom a lot because he's a really good actor. Yeah. Um, I mean... Yeah, we'll have to wait and see so, on that. We'll see. We'll have to wait and see. 2024, a lot of new information going to be coming out. So that's it for the show. That's it for news. That's it for 2023. See ya, Next episode. No, 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 no. Preview of 2024. We're going to talk about that very first episode coming back. Um, we're going to review Maestro, Bradley Cooper. It's on Netflix now. What if season two? We're going to review it in its entirety. I didn't get to watch the first two episodes yet. Um, after the dust settles with all this Jonathan Major stuff, everything happening towards the end, of, towards the middle to end of January, because the the real State of the Union address happens around that time, we're going to be doing a comic book movie State of the Union address, talking about everything DC, everything Marvel, what we know, what we maybe some new information will come out, maybe not, but we're going to talk about everything in the State of the Union of these two universes going forward. We both love these movies. I love Marvel. You love DC. We love them together in certain different tastes. But we hope a lot for James Gunn. We hope a lot for Marvel to get their shit together. And the other thing that we're going to talk about, I want to little tease you. Do not look this up. Variety came up with an article this week, The 100 Greatest Television Shows of All Time. And we're going to play a game when we come back of the greatest 100 television shows 
of all time from Variety. So with that being said, everyone, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Thanks for another great year, everyone who listens to us. We appreciate it. And we will talk to everybody in 2024. Can't believe it. Peace. Peace. Mr. Hanky. Goodbye.